MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Your towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Presley. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me. I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We begin the show. I hear the intro to the program and realize we just spoke to David Spade last week yeah. about that very opening clip that's been playing for 25 plus years, years here on the program. If you didn't hear that interview... We had a great conversation with him. You can check the podcast. You can check our stream. Make sure you go back and take a look because it was really, really cool. All right. Anyhow, welcome to Wednesday morning. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, December 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Jury selection begins Wednesday for a man accused of murdering his business partner, 43-year-old Jennifer Brown. The Montgomery County mother's disappearance rocked her Royersford neighborhood earlier this year. The tri-state area paid close attention every step of the way for weeks as police searched to find her. It was the man who is now accused of killing her, 33-year-old Blair Watts, who originally reported her missing to police. He has since been charged with first-degree and third-degree murder as well as other offenses. You guys remember this story, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, investigators say Watts was supposedly friends with Brown and was watching her young son when he reported her missing. Investigators say the two were planning on opening a restaurant when Watts allegedly killed her. The Montgomery County District Attorney says Watts was trying to cover his tracks when he reported her missing on January 4th. Officers found her car parks out, outside of her home with her keys, purse, computer tablet, and work cell phone, uh, cell phone found inside of her residence, though her personal cell phone was missing and had been silent since the morning Watts reported her missing. Watts allegedly told police he last saw the mother on January 3rd and had watched her 8-year-old son that night in a planned sleepover uh, with his three children to give Jennifer a break, according to the Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele. According to investigators, Watts picked up Brown's son from the school uh, from the bus stop that day before she was reported missing, telling the child that his mom was at the grocery store and that he was going to sleep over. However, Brown, described as an attentive and loving mother, had not sent her son's daily medication with him for the sleepover and her son's teacher uh, could not reach her throughout the day on January 4th which was highly unusual Steele said. Brown's body was found two weeks later in a shallow grave outside of a Royersford business. Investigators believe Watts killed Brown in the home in Royersford after pieces of a broken hair clip were found in her home and then in the shallow grave. District, Deter- District Attorney Kevin Steele uh, said the coroner found Brown had three broken ribs and appeared to have died of asphyxiation. Opening statements are expected to begin once jury selection is completed. Anybody ever figure out any motive for that? It I had mean, something cause... to do with the with the business and the money uh, that, that 
whatever was happening with uh, this this the restaurant, restaurant thing that they okay. were supposed to open. Yeah, it's insane. It's weird. Man. Yeah, terrible. Yep. Uh, and the poor, I just keep thinking of the poor kid. Like yeah, he was in the middle of all of this and yeah. gets picked up from the bus stop and then never sees his mom again. Yeah, it's awful. The head of the FBI came out with an unsettling warning Tuesday night about the threat of terror in the United States. FBI Director Christopher Wray testified before Congress saying that he has never seen so many elevated threats all at the same time and said it hasn't been this bad since the days before 9-11. The war in Israel and the October 7th attack that sparked it are spurring an unprecedented number of online posts urging terrorist attacks in America. Wray, who took over as director in 2017, said that what made the current climate unique is that so many of the threats are elevated all elevated at the same time. Ray urged Congress to renew Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which allows the U.S. government to collect uh, without a warrant the communication of targeted foreigners outside of the United States. Law enforcement and intelligence officials see the program as vital to combating terror attacks, cyber intrusions, espionage, and other foreign threats. The program created in the aftermath of September 11, 2001 attacks is due to expire at the end of the month unless Congress votes to reauthorize it. There's another lawsuit against Panera for their caffeine-filled lemonade drink. The family of a 46-year-old Florida man filed a wrongful death and negligence lawsuit claiming Panera Bread's company caffeine-filled lemonade drink led to his death. David Brown had high blood pressure and didn't drink energy drinks, but the lawsuit said he believed the Panera-charged lemonade was safe since it was not advertised as an energy drink. It was offered in the same place as the restaurant chain's non-caffeinated or less caffeinated drinks, according to the law lawsuit filed Monday in Superior Court in Delaware where Panera Bread Company is registered. The lawsuit states that on October 9th, Brown had uh, had the drink three times during a visit to the Panera Bread Company located in Fleming Island, Florida. On his walk home, he suffered cardiac arrest and died a short time later. I didn't realize that it was, I mean, obviously there's a, a fair amount of caffeine. There has to be a pretty substantial. It's a, yeah, I mean those energy. It's like an energy drink. Yes, it's a, those energy drinks have, have a lot and yeah. yes, I, I think that there is a substantial amount. I mean, every time I go to Panera now I I look I take a second look I'm like am I getting because I get the lemonade I like Do it you? Chase likes it yeah so yeah. I'm like looking I'm like making sure I'm getting the right one so I saw a little bit about this um, depending on the size that he ordered he could have put uh, his, they could have put his caffeine consumption at 780 milligrams to almost 1200 milligrams wow. which would equate to like how many standard- the FDA advises that a limit of 400 milligrams of caffeine per day <laughs> is considered <laughs> safe for healthy adults uh, but a lower level is advised for adults with certain medical conditions, and they also said that um, toxic effects such as seizures can begin with a dose of 1,200 milligrams of caffeine, and that's for somebody who, who doesn't have a medical condition, supposedly. So oh, You just knew that? I just knew that. Or did you look that? You should probably let people know that you looked that up, Preston. Listen, Nick's not here today, oh, so right. I had to turn my brain up yeah. a notch oh, or two right, right. and just know things. Right. So, uh, you seem no, pompous. I, <laughs> I had, uh, I had the, the exact same story uh, that I had set aside, because it was... Uh, I found it um, interesting, and I was curious as well about the uh, uh, caffeine levels. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people who I know who have, and you, you said you've had them. Uh, like the drinks. But I, no, I haven't had the the okay. the, um, the the cardiac punch. The, yeah, I haven't had the cardiac punch. I've had the regular lemonade at Panera. I just look, oh, okay. you know, I make sure I'm getting the regular. That there's a delineation. Lemonade, yeah. All right. To more directly answer your question, Steve, the the three flavors of of the charged lemonades they have offer approximately 13 milligrams of caffeine per ounce, which is similar to the restaurant's dark roast coffee. Okay, so it's like drinking that much coffee, but you wouldn't drink. What's great is that kids have 90 ounces. 90 yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like at a 
sitting at exactly, lunch with your yeah. salad and sandwich. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot. I'll have a, a salad and a gallon of coffee, please. Right. Yeah, but the kids have total access to that as well. Yeah, right. Mm. It's just out there with the with the other drinks, yeah. Mm. So Brown had ordered uh, the Panera charged lemonade at least seven times over the course of two weeks in September and October, according to the lawsuit. Uh, defendants knew or should have known that the Panera charged lemonade as designed and formulated once consumed could injure children, pregnant and breastfeeding women and people sensitive to caffeine by causing catastrophic injuries and or death, the lawsuit He said, said he was uh, initially uh, wondering what was going on when he was pulled over on the highway and he wasn't in a car. Yeah. <laughs> he was just yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. No, so Brown had uh, chromosomal deficiency disorder, developmental delays and some blurred vision and mild intellectual disabilities, the lawsuit said. He had worked for 17 years at Publix supermarkets mm. uh, and would regularly go to Panera restaurant after work for meals as many as three times a week because the lawsuit said he felt the chain advertised as being a healthy alternative to other restaurants. Another wrongful death lawsuit was filed in October by the family of 21-year-old Sarah Katz, a University of Pennsylvania student with a heart condition who died in September of 2022 after consuming the drink. The privately held Panera Bread Company, which is headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri, operates 48 US, in 48 U.S. states and Canada. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it is healthy food. A lot of it is, uh, I'm a Panera fan. Healthier options, They're yeah. probably going to eliminate, uh, my guess is, they'll yeah. eliminate these drinks. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers, who lost two games in a row, returned to action tonight in Washington against the Wizards. The Sixers are 12-7 and seven and in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, while the Wizards are 3-16 and 16 and near the bottom of the standings. Tip-off tonight is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers have won two straight games to improve to third place in the Metro wow. and are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Arizona to take on the Coyotes. The puck will drop at 9 o'clock. And Lionel Messi, the Argentinian soccer legend, was named Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year following his move to the United States through the MLS club in Durham, Miami. Messi finished out his two-year tenure with French team Paris Saint-Germain uh, in the summer, but instead of rejoining FC Barcelona or signing a half-a-billion-dollar deal with a Saudi Arabian club, he decided to come to the States. His club went to went on to win a mid-season tournament for its first-ever major trophy, and overall, the 36-year-old has 11 goals and 14 appearances across all competitions with Inter. Miami, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kat. So we got a stacked deck today. A lot of things going on Wednesday mornings are regular, so we have a secret text word. Your chance to win tickets to see Tom Segura. Yeah. Friday, February 2nd at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. And tickets for both the February 2nd and 3rd shows are available now, hardrockhotelatlanticity.com. But if you want to win those tickets, text the word secret to 39333. And of course, we'll send a text back to you with a special word. We'll ask you to call in later that word designated caller wins and we'll also snag a random text as well and give them tickets too. We'll go live on the Fox Good Day and we have a number of guests as well on the program. Brian Boucher of the Flyers family is going to be joining us because the Flyers alumni hockey game is coming up in January. So we'll talk to him about that. Oh, he's cool. Boucher's a cool dude. So uh, we haven't chatted with him in a while. We'll enjoy that. Uh, Plus, we do our yearly check-in with Mr. Skin, the top 10 nude scenes of 
2023. He does the work so you don't have to. Yeah. But he'll give you the rundown, and uh, then you can go and decide if you want to see the naked people or not. With an encyclopedic knowledge of all nudity in all films. Don't know how he does it. He is a savant. Yeah. Of skin, for sure. So we'll talk to him a little bit after 9 o'clock. And then our good friend Pat House is stopping by. He has got a live comedy special called Live from the Day Job, and it's available on YouTube now. Uh, We will check in with Pat in the 9 o'clock hour, too. So you see, we have a lot to get to this morning. Uh, So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll get the stupid questions, some stuff to give away, and, of course, the entertainment report is coming up. So hang out. We won't be gone long. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give something away. We have a pair of tickets uh, for the Kimmel Cultural Campus as they present a very Philly Christmas. And our friends at No Name Pops and a whole cast of Broadway singers and dancers will be a part of this. If you can answer this question correctly, what was Nike's original name? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. The company Nike, what was the original name of that? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. We'll kill some time. Mention some birthdays. Today being Wednesday the Sixth day of December. We'll start with actress Jo Beth Williams, ah, just who was in. Uh, what'd you see her? In? Poltergeist. Yes, Poltergeist. The big chill. Uh, she is seventy-five years old today. In fact, she has one of the a very milfy moment in Poltergeist. The uh, when she's uh, in her in her panties and she's in bed and she gets flipped up on the wall. There's a scene, Steve. Do you remember? It wasn't a great movie, but a movie called Teachers. Yes, absolutely. And she she walks. She goes totally topless in it. Yeah, she walks yeah. down the, the the halls of the school naked or yeah. topless. Yeah. She always had sort of a uh, girl next door. Yeah. 
thing going on. Good actress. 75 today. Um, Stephen Wright, great oh. comedian, deadpan comedian. Uh, we've had him on the program before. Great guy. I believe he's an Oscar winner for a, uh, a short comedy film he did. No way. Yeah, a short oh, feature. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is uh, 68 years old today. Uh, musician Peter Buck. Oh, wow. Plays guitar for the band R.E.M., or he did before R.E.M. Uh, pretty much retired. Although I have uh, information coming up in music news about Michael Stipe and a solo project on the way. Do they float your uh, I love, love yeah. R.E.M. They are, they are up, way up in there yeah, in my yeah. pantheon. And it was a band that did like a slow burn on me. Like, after a while, I realized I'm like... Wow, I'm really a fan of this band. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't grab me on the onset. No, I agree. I agree. I really like these guys. When they were fresh out of Athens, I was like, "Uh, what's going on here? And then after a while, I'm like, oh, wait, really good. The first song that did it for me was a song called uh, Can't Get There From Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a real funky, up-tempo, cool tune. And I'm like, okay, these guys got some depth. Um, You guys know I can't listen to an album. I I rarely do from start to finish. R.E.M. was was one of those. I had all their CDs. That was... They... I could listen to them really? from start to finish. No kidding. Yes, and Night Swimming, I don't know why, is my favorite song. <laughs> you learned- wow. <laughs> so, Kathy Romano goes magnet what? fishing, listens to uh, <laughs> magnet R-E-M. fishing. I can talk about the we'll magnet talk about fishing that later. later. <laughs> no, but every now and then you do surprise me because, uh, like, uh, a lot of people don't realize Kathy likes Rush as well. Yes. Yes. And uh, and I was, uh, we have a couple things in common that I find kind of <laughs> you interesting. You guys should go out. We, let's go out just for coffee. Yeah, we'll start there. Yeah. Um, but Chuck hates Ari. Right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> care for them. He's, yeah. he's triumph all uh, the way. Peter Buck is 67 years old today. Uh, Tom Holtzy, uh, the actor, Animal House. Uh, he and, and a couple other fantastic movies of his. Amadeus. Yes. It's a movie that I absolutely love and will check out from time to time. And Steve, I know you love his character in Parenthood. Oh, the, my God. The loathsome youngest child of the family. So funny. Yeah. One of the funniest lines delivered by Jason Robards is playing his father when he the, the car rounds the corner and Hulsey gets thrown out of the car. He goes, what the hell happened there? He goes, some friends are dropping me off. And he goes, friends? Friends slow down. They even stop. Yep. So Tom Hulsey is celebrating his 70th birthday today. Uh, Janine Turner, who was on the TV show Northern Exposure, and uh, let's not forget the blockbuster Cliffhanger <laughs> with Stallone. Now, it's very cold up here in the mountains. That's why I'm wearing a wife beater. What? <laughs> Wasn't there word that they were going to make yes. a sequel to this? That is the word, yeah. uh, and apparently that is still on the table. Yeah, All we right. were going to have her on a while back, and then some, we had I, we had a gig or something was going on, and we and we had to pass on the interview, or we were going out of town. I don't remember what it was, but uh, and I thought it was the fact that she might be in a sequel to Cliffhanger. There was so. something else. I mean, I see her most frequently doing commercials for the uh, the drops that keep your eyes moist if you yeah. have that condition where your eyes dry out. So she is uh, 61 today. All right, I have, uh, I have um, a soap opera star, and I don't know this character, from General Hospital. Uh, so... His name is Ken Schreiner. Ken yeah. Schreiner. Plays Scotty Baldwin on General Hospital. And Scotty Ho- Baldwin, and I'm Charles. Yeah. I'm a cobbler. Uh, but his real name is Ken Schreiner. Huh. That's a pretty... 
That's a that's a uh, soap that's opera. A dude oh, name. I know yeah. this guy. This guy's been around for a long. He's one of the veterans. Yeah, he's seventy yeah. years old today. Uh, and then you know what? A name that I'm like, man, I know that name, and I looked her up. I'm like, oh yeah, from the first season of Survivor, Colleen Haskell. Oh yeah, yeah. Real cute, uh, short hair. Mm-hmm. She actually has an acting credit. She was in The Animal with Rob Schneider. Oh, oh my god, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, and she turns forty seven years old. And when when Survivor hit, if you were on that show, you were a celebrity. Yes. Because it was brand Everybody. new. Everybody. Nobody had ever seen anything quite like it. And uh, she was uh, one of the attractive people on that show. Yeah. I, and that season. we were just riveted by that friggin' yeah. show. Uh, so she's 47 today. Uh, last birthday I will mention is, we like to consider him a friend of the show. His name is Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, director, screenwriter, <clears throat> producer from... So many different projects. Superbad, Anchorman, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Talladega Nights, Knocked Up, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Pi- from Pineapple Express, and many others. Do you know, he's, so he's done a couple of documentaries lately. He did the uh, the one on George Carlin. He was one of the uh, co-producers of the uh, Albert Brooks documentary. Really good stuff. So he's chronicling all of the legends of comedy. Uh, so he turns 56 years old today. So happy birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Nike's original name, what was it? 215-263-WMMR. It's Paul that we're going to chat with. Hey, Paul, good morning. Good welcome. Good <laughs> good morning It to see you. Welcome, sir. Oh, my. I just made that up. That was- Paul, what's the answer, bud? Blue Ribbon Sports. Yes, that is correct. Oh! Blue Ribbon Sports. And since you got it right, you get a pair of tickets as the Kimmel Cultural Campus presents Very Philly Christmas Wednesday, December 15th at Horizon Hall. Verizon Hall, And uh, you can enjoy iconic holiday favorites you'll never forget featuring the no-name pops. We love those guys. A cast of Broadway singers and dancers and a conductor renowned for his showmanship and flair. Get tickets for performances through December 23rd. KimmelCulturalCampus.org. All right, we got things to get to. John of the Majors, ex-girlfriend Grace Jabari, took to the stand yesterday in the domestic violence trial against the actor. Detailing what happened the night of March 25th, Jabari said that the pair caught a play and had dinner in Brooklyn afterwards. At the restaurant, Majors was upset that Jabari had confided in a friend about his abusive behavior. She said, he kept saying, I'm going to kill myself. This time, I'm going to do it. The professional dancer also shared that uh, the actor was controlling and had threatened suicide following their fights on multiple occasions. Uh, On the car ride back to Manhattan, Jabari confirmed that she saw a text message on Major's phone which read, quote, wish I was kissing you right now. After she grabbed his phone to see the message, Jabari said that he pulled and twisted her arm to get the phone back. She also said that she felt a hard blow across her head. Do you know they discovered the uh, the text was from Joe Namath? No yeah, way. Yeah. I want to kiss you. Crazy. Yeah. I want to kiss you. Additionally, jurors were shown surveillance footage. That seemingly showed Majors getting out of the car and pushing her back into it. So uh-huh. this is her on the stand. He will eventually have his time on the stand if he wants to testify, I assume. So, um, yeah, so that uh, that will continue for a bit, and we'll see what more comes of that. Jamie Foxx is reflecting on his medical emergency in April. Case, I believe we have a couple of clips that should Not have been sent over. Yet. Okay. Uh, speaking at the... Well, I have the quotes here. All right. Speaking at the Critics' Choice Association... Uh, on Monday, he opened up about his health scare. 
during an emotional award acceptance speech. He said, I want to thank everybody. I've been through something. I've been through some things. And uh, he was accepting the Vanguard Award for his performance in The Burial, by the way. He said, it's crazy. I couldn't do that six months ago. I couldn't actually walk, too, he said. And he started to well up with emotion. And showing his appreciation for life, he said, it feels good to be here. I cherish every single minute now. It's different. Um, He said, I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy because it's tough when you almost. And then he paused and said, when it's almost over, when you see the tunnel. He said, I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. He joked and he (laughs) said, it was hot in that tunnel, so I didn't see where I was going. He said, S, am I going to the right place? I see the devil going, come on now. And in another lighter moment, he assured the audience uh, that he was not a clone despite previous rumors. <laughs> that was a you know, conspiracy theory that was out there. So whatever he went through, he almost died. And yes. it was obviously traumatic. And he we went still through don't a lot. Know. Still don't know. Yeah. Um, there were, of course, rumors because he was in a uh, facility that treats strokes that that's what he had. But if he had, I see no lingering you know, uh, remnants of that stroke, seeing him out and about and in interviews, he looks like Jamie Foxx the way you know him. Yeah, sometimes you can bounce back. Yeah, uh, well, from those good after, for him after, if he did. After some rehab. So, all right, here's uh, one of the clips of him. You know, it's crazy. I couldn't do that six months ago. I couldn't actually walk to... Uh, and then he talks about being near death. It feels good to be here. I cherish uh, every single minute. Now it's different. I wouldn't wish what I what I went through on my worst enemy because uh, it's tough when it's almost over. When you see the tunnel, I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. <laughs> Yep. So uh, whatever it is and whatever he dealt with, he's he's doing way, way better now. And maybe eventually he'll talk about exactly what happened. And he said that it is his sister, sister, that uh, interceded and made sure he came out of this okay. Because yep. she would not stop making sure he got with the right people. All right. Very good. Speaking of uh, medical issues, Britney Spears, a strange father, Jamie Spears, had uh, reportedly has had his leg amputated. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, really? Yeah, source yeah. Uh, to the pop star's hometown of wow. uh, Kentwood, L.A. says. Diabetic so, or something? Well, he had, he had knee replacement right. and got a terrible infection from it, according to a, uh, oh, a source. He that under- could happen, man. He underwent multiple unsuccessful surgeries prior to the amputation, which was a last resort. Uh, this comes two months after Page Six reported that the 71-year-old was seriously ill and have been in and out of hospitals, including a facility for infectious disease patients. Sources said at the time that Jamie had lost more than 25 pounds while dealing with his health issues, which stem from a knee replacement in the mid-2000s. That's why, yeah, going under the knife... Even if it's routine, there are yeah. slight chances that something can happen as far as infections go. You guys know my uncle almost died. Yep. He had a he got the um, flesh eating disease, necrotizing fasciitis. He went in for a hemorrhoid surgery and it nearly killed him. Uh, of course, it was his rectum. That they were <laughs> yeah, working nearly on killed him. Damn near killed him. Well, that's why you know Doctor Mike always says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to die? Yeah, yeah you want to die in a hospital? Yeah, if it's not totally yeah. necessary. But he had knee replacement. The guy needed to have it done. But, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but he's been estranged from uh, Brittany for years. I have. 
no idea if uh, she's been in contact with him since this. So. Maybe this will turn that around. Yeah, who knows? Mark Ruffalo uh, spoke to Robert Downey Jr. about his insecurities filming a nude scene for Poor Things. It was on Monday's episode of Variety's Actors on Actors series. He said, I was like, do I have to in regards to filming the scene? He said, all I can hear is nobody wants to see your old ass anymore. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be doing movies like that anymore. I mean, it's my least favorite part of it, but I also saw it as an extension of the physical comedy that we were already finding. So it was just another way to tell the story. And then Robert Downey Jr. gave him some assurance and said, I got to say, you look pretty bangable to me in case you were wondering. <laughs> so they had a nice little chat about it. Uh, Angelina Jolie is ready to leave Hollywood. Uh, the actor opened up about her issues with the industry in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, which was published yesterday. Uh, she told the outlet that if she were just getting started in her career, she, quote, wouldn't be an actress today. She said, when I was starting out, it wasn't as much of an expectation to be as public, to share so much. Uh, and I assume that yeah. means like in social media and right. things like that. No, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, she grew up around Hollywood since both of her parents were actors. She shared with the outlet that she was, quote, never very impressed with it and never bought into it as significant or important. She said, I grew up in quite a shallow place. Of all the places in the world, Hollywood is not a healthy place, so you seek authenticity. She says if there's a career that she'd want to emulate, it would be that of Jeff Dunham's. She, uh, she loves her ventriloquism. Oh, really? She also said uh, that uh, she plans to move when she can, so huh. she's thinking about getting out of there. All right. Uh, the GMA3 scandal has taken a very interesting turn. <laughs> yeah. All right. According to page six, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes's ex-spouses are now dating no each way. other. As I was reading this, I want, <clears throat> excuse me, I was wondering, Preston, how often <laughs> do you think Yes. Like in, in the cases where the spouses are both sort of wounded and caught off guard, mm -hmm. how often do you think that happens? I was thinking the same thing. Oh, I think it happens a yeah. lot. I mean, I know a number of stories where it's happened. Even so, where uh, a couple, two women got together wow. after their husbands left. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. It yeah. happened in, uh, to some uh, friends of mine's neighbors. Yep, yeah. That happened. Uh, a source told the outlet that Andrew Shu and Marilee Feebig bonded over their shared experiences after the affair. And uh, the source said it turned into something else. And they're connected over their values. It's bigger than the affair now. Uh, meanwhile, Robach and Holmes released the first episode of their new podcast on Tuesday and claimed that they did not cheat on Shu and Feebig. Uh, both claimed that they were already in divorce proceedings when they were outed as being in a relationship. It is pretty wild, so though. Interesting. Yes. This is funny, too. Uh, on a recent episode of uh, Variety's Award Circuit podcast, Emily Blunt revealed that uh, the Office fans are still not happy about her marriage to John Krasinski. <laughs> That's great. She said, do you know how many people still yell out, I wish you were with Pam? <laughs> like when I'm walking next to him, she said, where's Pam? And I'm like, she's not here. <laughs> Speaking about her close friendship with Jenna Fisher, uh, who plays Pam on the hit series, she said uh, she's one of our dearest friends. We love Jenna. So They had great chemistry not. on the show. They That's really for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't argue that. Alright, uh, this is nice. Uh, our buddy Mark Summers is Starring in a new off-Broadway show about his life in and out of the spotlight. Aptly titled The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers, the production will begin a 16-week nice. limited run on February 14th ahead of a February 
21st opening at New World Stages in New York City. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's so, been working his ass off on this. Oh, yeah. We actually saw the, 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 the recorded, the filmed presentation of it, which was pretty amazing. And even then it was still, he said there was still more to be added to it. Uh, he texted me last night about it and sent over the article and I fired back and I'm like, I said, man, you've done so many cool things, but I go, this has just got to be, yeah. you got to be so proud of this. And he's like, he's jumping out of his skin. And he's really, obviously, who knows the story better than he? Uh, It's written by Tony-nominated actor Alex Brightman, who did Beetlejuice, School of Rock, and The Shark is Broken, and features music by composer and lyricist Drew Gasparini, uh, who is known for writing songs for season two of Smash, as well as the uh, scores for musicals like The Karate Kid, and it's kind of a funny story, among others. And the producing team will also feature a famous face familiar to Food Network viewers. Guy Fieri is going to be on the producing team. Uh, Mark said, bringing the show to New York feels like a surreal dream, one that I'm still pinching myself over. He said, honestly, I sometimes feel like the luckiest guy in the world. I can't wait for people to join us on this journey where laughter, entertainment, and pure joy will collide in the heart of New York City. It's having awesome. It's fantastic. It's terrific, man. Really? You know, he's going to have a, he'll have a Broadway debut and red carpet, of course, obviously, I'm sure we'll be invited. I was going to say, we should go. Of course. Yeah. And I, listen, if he wants to pick up the limo for us, uh-huh. I'm very generous. <laughs> no, we should go. And he, he said he, he wants to come by here oh, and, and yeah. obviously to promote it. So, uh, we'll definitely be talking to Mark. And of course, the whole hotel he's going to put us up in, I'm sure it'll be top notch. Well, that's the only, that's the way and he the, rolls. And the per diem will be generous. Yeah. And the vacation that follows. <laughs> You guys want to go Wednesday opening night or wait to the weekend? Well, whatever he wants. Whatever gets us the best limo, the best per diem, and the best vacation. (laughs) It's up to him. Uh, According to TMZ, uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Joshua Jackson are continuing to spend time together following their respective breakups. Are they working on things, Preston? Uh, Jodie Turner-Smith filed for divorce from the Dawson's Creek actor in October, and the Black Panther actor announced a uh, a couple of weeks ago that she and Sal Masakela were going their separate ways. So on Monday, they were photographed arriving at the organic grocery store, uh, Erewhon, in Los Angeles Look together. at this avocado. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> this goddamn thing is huge. What they should do is introduce their exes to each other so they can start dating. <laughs> so the Us actor appeared to duck while in the passenger seat of the car to avoid being spotted. Uh, this comes after the pair attended. It's a, okay. No one knows who you are. A Janelle Monet concert <laughs> together in October. So. I look. Oh, people say, no, no, no one knows who you are, sweetie. It's okay. Wait. So uh, Matt is really good friends with Sal because he did all the X Game stuff back in the day. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was like the host from like oh, MTV yeah. and into that time. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Well, Can he get us he Mark had, Summers? He has yeah. Famous ex girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Rita Moreno spoke with Entertainment Tonight recently about celebrating her 92nd birthday and whether or not she plans to retire from acting. Uh, she said, You know, I love what I do. Why on earth would I want to leave what I do? And she's good at it. And yeah. she has the ne- she's the next uh, Jackass film she's doing. Oh, no. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. She's already picked up some stunts. <laughs> no, um, she was great in West Side Story. It was so good. Co- She's in the original Robert Weiss West Side Story, yeah. and she appears uh, in in the Spielberg version. She's terrific. She said, so that's what I plan to do, unless I can't or until I can't. Um, so her latest film, Family Switch, premieres on Netflix on Thursday. And this is called Falcon of, Punch. <laughs> speaking of that, Netflix's latest holiday offering uh, has been dealt a huge blow after disgruntled viewers took to social media to slam the movie. We actually touched on this yesterday. Late last month, Netflix released Family Switch 
And it's hitting headlines for the wrong reasons. The film follows the Walkers, a nuclear family of five who have a lot on their minds. They are There are college interviews to prepare for, record deals to clinch, and a soccer trial to nail. But after visiting a planetarium and getting their photographs snapped, the family wake up the next morning to find that they've all switched bodies. Jennifer Gardner and Ed Helms are in this film. And Netflix viewers have taken offense due to a particularly weird incestuous <laughs> scene. I'd like to apologize to Jennifer Gardner. I stopped it right there. Uh, during said scene, daughter Cece, played by Emma Myers, is in her mother's body while being joined by friends at the family home. In an attempt to stir the pot, one of the group claims that couples need a minimum of 12 kisses a day just to sustain a relationship. <laughs> Despite Cece pretending that she pecks her, quote, husband, whose body is currently occupied by her brother Wyatt, played by Brady Noon, uh, 14 times a day, the so-called friends want to see a smooch in action. So... Uh, what then takes place is a very strange kiss between brother and sister acting as mom and dad. So yeah. people are complaining about this. They're calling it incest. A kiss is not incest. I incest know. involves sex. Yes. Also, Agreed. It's these people incest. aren't actually... They're not them. They are actors. Like, dude, let it go. It's it's. Uh, does it make you uncomfortable? Yes. It's supposed to. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a joke. joke. Yeah. I, I mean, I listen. I think yeah. because it's, it, it's where it's airing. Like the type of rating. Or, or, or uh, okay, so not Netflix. Because it's Christmas. Because it's point. It, right. It's presented as a Christmas movie. Right. It's presented as, yeah, like. It is? Well, yeah, it's a holiday it's a, movie. It's a holiday movie. Oh, yeah. Family Switch was the only part that I gathered. Yeah, it's, it was a, like, it's oh. a holiday. So, but whatever. Still, holiday family. I, it's I, kissing. And it's not even, it's a peck, and it's an uncomfortable peck. I saw the footage of the the, 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 the sequence. Uh, to call it incest is ridiculous. I think in the movie European, uh, what's, what's the, uh, I forget the name of it, but there, there's one where literally the, I think the guy accidentally has sex with his sister. Oh, my God. No, yeah. this is, no. Uh, so that's incest. No, see, I'm not, I'm not okay with it. Right. I think I don't there like was a, a radio show that one time did a contest called <gasps> Kiss Your Sister. That was us. Oh, that was us. Yeah. That's gnarly. <laughs> I knew I hated you guys. <laughs> uh, so people but take, that wasn't incest. Uh, taking to social media to air their frustrations with the movie's divisive scene. Following the backlash, the McGee-directed film based on the book called Bedtime for Mommy uh, by Amy Krauss. Rosenthal has scored low on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it scored just 45% on the tomato meter and also holds a meter, uh, meager 49% audience score. Now, I don't know if that's because of that particular scene I, no, or not. No, I had to be honest, I had not heard of the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this movie and these types of movies and how weird they are. I didn't even, you know, not even thinking about the incest thing, but and these are scenes that uh, aren't like actually portrayed in the movie. But if you think about it, these little children are handling their adult parents' genitalia. genitalia. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd be handling it like crazy. Hell yes, yeah! Look at this. <laughs> Look at this thing. I don't have to wait. You know, if you're, what's your favorite incest movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I got, <laughs> The Flowers in the Attic, right? That's yeah. Isn't that uh, incest? Yeah, yeah. But if you want to go with porn, I mean, Steve, Taboo is the classic. Taboo. That's, That's okay. the classic, so. Did you guys, um, you watch Gen V, right? Paul knows all the answers. <laughs> you watch Gen V, uh, the boys. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> That's an actual line from Taboo. That is an actual line from the porn. It's not real incest. But it's acted incest movie taboo. <laughs> Paul knows all the answers. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Casey. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, Gen V. Did you watch it? No. Okay. There's a there's a scene with Soldier Boy, and uh, I'm not giving anything away. But 
the subject matter of said scene and what he's talking. I'm like that. This is horrible. It's, horrible. it's meant to be, but right. it's made up. It's right. fiction. It didn't right. actually happen. You know what I mean? So in, in this case, and I think Kathy's right, is that this is sort of a holiday movie. Yeah. But again, again, as you rightly pointed out, <laughs> a they're actors. B, it's supposed to be uncomfortable for the joke. And C, it's just a kiss. They don't have intercourse. What about Violent Night and Fat Man? Those are holiday Those movies. Those are great as well. movies. I love them. <laughs> but it seems talking about murder. It seems pretty innocent to me. I think it's just cringeworthy. I don't think people are going, this is an outrage. I think it's people are like, ew. You know, yeah. I, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to allow that, James. Uh, I, and, and Mark is on the line. I'm not going to go to the phone call, but he wants to point out Game of Thrones is filled with incest. Yeah. Loads of incest. In fact, the Targaryens are, that's their whole lineage is incestual. What's so. your favorite incestual relationship from Game of Thrones? Oh, wow. There's a lot, right? I mean, yeah. the Jamie Lannister, uh, Jamie and Cersei. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. They make a good couple. It uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. So when they they're break up, evil, um, so they they're fit like a glove. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, moving on. Uh, during an episode of Variety's Actors on Actors series released yesterday, Margot Robbie revealed that Oppenheimer producer Charles Roven called her to see if she would move the release date for Barbie so that the two movies wouldn't overlap. So she was speaking to uh, Killian Murphy and said, one of your producers, Chuck Roven, called me because we worked together on some other projects and he was like, I think you guys should move your date. And I was like, we are not moving our date. If you're scared to be up against us, then you move your date. And he was like, we're not moving our date. And I just think it'd be better for your movie and I was like we're not moving so <laughs> by the way stalemate both of them releasing at the same time I think upped the viewership yeah, for both I yeah. agree you got people in the going to the movie mindset yeah and plus there was the Barbenheimer thing right that happened and it right? was a big promotional thing I mean nobody could have seen that no coming, you but, could not plan that but it was kind of fun that it happened she so. said she did wake up the next day and Preston there was an atomic bomb in her bedroom <laughs> what <laughs> just sending a message yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I was happy to see this because I am committed to the uh, series and anytime you get committed to a series She's like, please have another season because you don't want to have wasted all that freaking time on it. Freaking. Uh, but Foundation has uh, been renewed for a third season at Apple TV+. Plus. Have you been enjoying it? I Really? It's like... I didn't I, realize that. I can't wait to watch it now. Oh, it's, really? it's that good. It's it's epic. It's huge okay. in, in its scope. It looks very Dunian. Very much so. And you, Steve, the, the practical effects and all yeah. the stuff, it's really, really... really? It's, it's top level stuff. I gotta stuff. go back and watch it. All right. Maybe yeah, I will watch it. I this. started... Um, I, I probably should go back to episode one. Maybe so. It's complex. It's it's one of those where you gotta you gotta follow along. You can't incest. You can't miss it. It's loads of incest. <laughs> Is this the one where there's like this kind of like this uh, force field on the planet uh, that nobody can like? Are the kids try to get as close to? Oh, not well. Yeah, of the vault that thing. Yeah. They're trying to walk up okay. to it, and they start getting sick and passing out, and they yeah. don't know why. It's this right. object that they have no idea what it is. Yes, okay. it is that movie. All it's right, really well done. Then I will check this out. I, I on Apple Plus. I'm watching uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh-huh. uh, which is um, digging that. It's very good. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. A lot of incest. Uh, season two of the epic sci-fi series aired its uh, finale on September 15th. The show is based on the Foundation stories written by Isaac Asimov, which I'm thinking well, about you go. eventually going to and reading, but it's it's a big commitment. There's a lot. <sighs> I, I want to say that at one point I read the first book. Okay. But I might be lying if I say that. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I read it. 
Uh, so the head of programming for Apple TV Plus said, to watch Foundation become such a global hit has been beyond exciting with audiences around the world continuing to be captivated week after week by this dramatic and compelling journey to save humanity, and we can't wait for everyone to experience it. Uh, so it's got some big uh, names in it, too. Steve Lee Pace, yeah. who played Ronin in Guardians excellent? of the Galaxy. He's phenomenal. Yeah. That dude is in unbelievable shape. He's in yeah. an incredible He's physical unbelievable. shape. And uh, Jared Harris is another great actor, so I highly recommend it. So they're coming up with a third season. I can't stand that when they the, the series just dies. Oh, We've talked about this many times. All right, let's do the clips. Bringing Christmas Home is about a professor of military history who teams up with an antique store owner to help track down the original owner of a historic World War II uniform and the love letters in its pockets. And in this clip, actor Paul Green talks about who always appears in every Hallmark movie he does. My mom loves when I do Hallmark movies. She lives for them. And when calls a heart, my mom is like, it gives her something really fun to look forward to for Christmas. And and uh, she's in all my movies. My mom, I, I, she's been actually as an extra on a few, and then her pictures are in this my apartment too. The cool conceit with this one, Preston. Yeah, it's a Nazi uniform. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any incest in there as well? Lots of them. Yeah. Uh, watch Bringing Christmas Home on the Hallmark Channel this holiday season. You know, we had Necrophilia Friday. Could we have uh, incest, incest Saturday? <laughs> well, we're not on the air. I incest know, Wednesdays. It's, it's kind of alliterative. So, all right, here we go. Uh, not really. There's an S in incest. <laughs> S sound anyway, because it's actually a C. I'm moving on. No, there is an S in there too. Okay. C E S T. Yeah, they spelled it out one time on Sesame Street. <laughs> I remember that. I. Yeah. N. C. All right. Journey to Bethlehem is a live action Christmas <laughs> musical adventure that weaves classic Christmas melodies with humor, faith, and new pop songs in a retelling of the story of Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. In this clip, actress Fiona pa- uh, Palomo talks about the passion that she has for creating this movie. The energy. I was like, what? is this? How did I make it here? Like, I'm so lucky. It was this beautiful thing. Can we make this work? I could not stop sobbing and I would run over to Adam and I'd be like, my looks gorgeous. Look at what we're doing. And he was like, okay, stop crying. Makeup's gonna kill me. Yeah! Journey to Bethlehem is out in theaters now, by the way. On oh, somebody texting in, if we want to find out where all the incest is, go to incestry.com. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I bet you there's... I don't even want to check. I don't even want to check. All right, that is the entertainment report uh, for the morning. We got a bunch happening today. It's a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day. We will check them. Those guys in less than an hour. Secret text word. Chance for you to win tickets to see Tom Segura Friday, February 2nd at the Hard Rock in AC. So text word secret to 39333. Brian Boucher of the Flyers joining us. Mr. Skin is on the program. Our buddy comedian Pat House will be stopping by today. So you see we have a lot to get to. We'll go ahead and take a break now and dive into it all when we get back. So stay with us. It's 
Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We mentioned this in the entertainment report earlier, uh, that the whole GMA3 couple, Amy Robach and, and TJ Holmes, to be honest, I didn't know who the hell they were before this story broke, but nonetheless, they uh, they apparently were, the word was they were having an affair with each other, they were, they, you know, they worked together on GMA3, uh, and then they both bailed on their now exes and started a relationship. Well, the, the whether that's, you know, they were all together or not, who knows, but the interesting part of this is... Is that the two exes? One of them is Andrew Shue, yes, from Melrose Place, yeah, and uh, Marilee Feibig. The two exes are now dating each other. <laughs> and I asked the question when the, you were reporting on the story because I, you, ha- I think you had the same uh, question. How often does this happen? Yeah, because yeah. you you have this um, strife, this situation going on in your life, and the other person who really knows what it's like to be going through what you're going through mm-hmm. is the other ex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have, uh, this is in my friend's neighborhood, and this is like, you know, just a story that everybody knows about because it was so crazy. Uh, and it was, it was actually three couples. So there were. A couple. Uh, yeah. So were in, they swinging? In this, no, in this situation, the, the women were cheating, right? So the, there were two women that were cheating. They ended up getting together. Uh, I, I believe they got married. If not, they're, you know, they're still together and they moved into to one of the houses. By the way, they're all in the same neighborhood, like within a few blocks. So of the each two other. women started seeing each other. Right. And, okay. and they, they ended up together. They moved in together. And so now there's there's three other, uh, you know, couples that were involved and a husband and wife got together. And I think and then the other two ended up being like friends. They, they were not together. They were not a couple, but like got each other through this breakup. Okay. Wow. I'm trying to figure out exactly what yeah, happened. Here. It, it, was, yeah. it was three. It was three. So couples. Was it was it a, a woman and a woman? Yeah, and, and then and then and they were broke, cheating, right? And then that bro- so that broke up uh, two relationships, and then a third couple got involved. So wow. the one husband that was left ended up with the married woman, and like it, yeah, oh, it was that's some was Stephen crazy. Hawking level the, math involved with and this. And then the other yeah. two uh, remained friends and got each other through the situation. So you would ask Steve, I wonder how often this happens. Yeah. If this is the case, and I would say that like for swinging couples, this might be a little bit more commonplace. Maybe, where, <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have rules, though. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, listen. I, I know, I know uh, a man and a woman that have gotten together after their respective uh, spout. They all got together and they swung, and then the, they broke the rules. Well, if you so, case in that, <laughs> well, it can I, happen. I, I, I think you're yeah. more. You're, so that's a more fluid right. sort of environment. I think. I think in this case, there were no indicators that these guys were swingers. No, I know. Uh, but but I mean, I think you're probably right. You know that that's the case. But I think in this to have, hey man, swingers. Have feelings too. Yeah, right. they're people too. Exactly, yeah. they can. Swingers can. are people too. Whack do hearts can get broken in those situations. Yeah. So anyway, this is what I'd like to do: throw this out to the audience two one five two six three WMMR. If you or if someone you know or a family member, whoever you've seen a couple uh, split up, and then their exes end up getting together 
for whatever reason, because, you know, I the way I think it worked in this case was these two probably somehow or another reached out to, to each other and said, can you believe that, that these yeah. two cheated on us? I think that's exactly what, what, what happened. What are you going through? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they start, uh, they go out for coffee. and Because uh, while they're saying they weren't cheating, all right, so th- th- they're saying they weren't cheating and they weren't stepping out on their respective marriages prior to this, they were working together and clearly something was happening. Mm-hmm. And that probably was what began the divide in both relationships. So, yeah. So, exactly that, Preston. And, and the indicators are exactly what you said. Hey, can you believe this? Let's get together for, for yeah. coffee. Marissa, is this, uh, you're looking up... Um... We're getting some texts that say either Leon Rhymes or Shania Twain. It happened to something similar. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out who it is. Well, Where, yeah. Yes, I think it was Leanne Rhymes. So yeah. Leanne Rhymes and that guy Eddie Cibrian? Yeah. Right? Very good. Yeah. yeah. And so they split, and now are their exes now together? I don't know. I, don't know. I think all their exes live in Texas. <laughs> well, I hang my hat in Tennessee. But, um, it's it's an interesting scenario and can certainly I think there's this, make things uh, complicated. I think you you have a shoulder to cry on. I think you yeah. have. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I, I think... Oh. And let's not forget, these are all TV people, so they're all hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you have yeah. uh, you, you have two, you know, hot people get together with hot people, so they're, they're, they're all good looking, which makes it a little bit easier to, you still have to get along with each other, but there has to be an initial physical attraction. And then what happens if you do, uh, and then, you know, obviously you're still operating within the same... The same environment, yeah. so you're going to be seeing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all of that, all of that. Don't don't uh, uh, crap where you eat or whatever. All those different <laughs> yeah. things. You know, yeah. you're you're violating all sorts of, uh, as you said, Kathy, codes and rules. Yeah. Don't get your meat from the same place you yeah. get your bread. So it is Shania Twain that said the complicated oh. history of how Shania Twain swapped husbands with best friend after ex cheated on her. All right. So did, I guess her best friend. She, did the did the best friend cheat with her ex? I'm gonna. It, it, that would be the dynamic. Dive, Steve, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, guessing by the headline that that's what happened. It's hard to explain these things, right? You know, I'm uh, still working on the Kathy. Uh, I, yeah, that that seems too. <laughs> there was yeah, and they, and they all lived in the same neighborhood. They and two of the families stayed in the neighborhood and are have each other's spouses and what? Yeah, it was it was not. So crazy. the one that happened to to my friend's neighbors, I think they were they had uh, two separate couples, uh, both went through a divorce, um, and the two ladies in that relationship ended up uh, wow. getting, getting together and and ended up, I think, getting married and, and going the distance, you know? So, but that I don't think there was cheating involved. It was just... Uh, this guy, this couple got a divorce. This other couple got a divorce. The two ladies got together. We're like, because they, you know, both went through a divorce, and they were looking at each other. And we're like, hey, why not? Why not? But that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um. Maybe Katie has uh, this. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Katie? So I actually married my high school sweetheart's college roommate. <laughs> and uh, I was dating my high school sweetheart when he went to college. He had a roommate. The four of us used to go on double dates all the time. He was also with his high school sweetheart. And then um, both of our respective high school sweethearts, we broke up with them and ended up getting together. And now we've been together for 16 years and married for eight. So that's good. That that. 
that is dating, though. You know, so I'm saying yeah, this is a more casual thing. So if you're in a relationship, sure. though, and you're going to get a divorce and you're going to go through the tumult and, and the tribulations yeah, involved with that, but, that's a big deal. But in the dating yeah, world, it's interesting when that yeah. happens, too. Do you, you know, think if you have, so? Yeah, if yeah. you have two couples and, uh, and they're, you know, like your, your buds with them, you go and hang out, and then yeah. all of a sudden both relationships go sour. And, and you then, swap them. And then you just kind of swap. Yeah. yeah that can, that Especially can be... if it's a long-term relationship. I mean, yeah. that's like a divorce. Yeah, yeah. we were both with our respective others for seven and eight years. Oh, okay. Wow. That's that's a common law marriage. You guys yeah. are still friends then, I assume? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not friends with my ex, but we've his his high school group of friends are very incestual. <laughs> and they, they there comes incest again. Close. Yeah. Right. Um, they are very close, so I've seen his ex at weddings and, and stuff oh, like that, and it's okay. no big deal. All right, no big deal then. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. We will go next to Steve. Hi, Steve. Morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? So my husband was a hair cutter, and he had two couples that came to him to get their, all four of them got their hair cut from him. Okay. They were all fooling around. The two couples were fooling around with each other and all four people were confiding in him. Oh my God. Dude, oh my God. Oh, the best stuff, by the way. one that knew and had to like walk on eggshells every time to figure out what he was supposed to know. Oh my God. And not know. Oh my God. Is this, is this you, Steve? Is this our friend, Steve? Yes. Oh, God, you have the best story, Steve. We love you. Steve, are the couples gay, too? No, no. They were neighbors. They were friends of ours. They were neighbors. And it was going on for a few years that they all were coming in. And he had to remember, like, keep his story straight of what he was supposed to know from each one of them. Oh, my God. That's that's, that's like walking through a minefield. Yeah, Steve, did he ever ever accidentally slip up but maybe didn't tip his hand completely? (laughs) No, it ended up that they somehow they found out and they each split up and each one went with the other partner okay wow. okay wow see, see i i think that there is some sort of dynamic that takes place when you are the quote-unquote wounded party right in in the in the deal that that draws you to the other wounded party yeah steve did there was there any bad blood here because i don't know how any one of those people <laughs> could actually be pissed because of what they're well also doing. no because there was there was an alcoholic in each couple and those two got together and so it really there you go okay. they were meant it was they meant could, to be and they could oh, yeah yeah they could buy booze in bulk and save. Oh yeah. God. That's great. Steve, thanks for coming out to camp out, by the way. It was great to see you. Oh, it was great to see you guys. Alright, we'll see you later, buddy. All right. the best. Oh my God. Yeah, so if you're I would imagine that hairstylists they, they hear <laughs> oh, all yeah. this oh, stuff. Yeah, Especially yeah, when yeah. all four parties in this thing are going to the one guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Alright, uh, I have uh, Katie who is on next. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Katie? Well, uh, I don't think I can top that last story. Um, I'm pretty tame compared to that. Um, All good. I was, I was just saying that, yeah, it happens to normal, everyday people. Not me, but um, a family member of mine had, you know, they've been married for five years. Wasn't great. Found out her husband was cheating on her. And I think within a year, those two, the, the, her husband, now ex, and the other person ended up getting together. But that other person's spouse and her... And if, you know, like you said, they talked to each other. They were consoling one another. And they've been married for probably 12 years. Both wow. Both couples 
And I think they're okay now, but those first five years were really rough because... Sure! So they kind of... My family member and her ex, you know, they had a kid together, so it was kind of like... Wait a minute, did they full-on Did they full on swap partners? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they full-on swap and, and they're And they're all, everybody's happy now? Now they are. They are all very happy with their lives, and they wow. all had more kids. And it's like being in the Baskin Robbins and saying, "You know, I think I like your flavor better." Wow. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And then, oh, this is the one for me. In a way, I guess it can work out, but um, it, it, it's such a bizarre dynamic. Yeah. Yeah i i don't I don't understand it. I don't. But hey, I'm not in that situation. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let's say here's a scenario for you. You find out your spouse is cheating. Yeah. With another married person. Right. Okay. Do you go and tell the spouse of that other married person? That this is going on. Uh, it, it, it could be on the menu. Yeah, uh, it, would, it, would, it would be uh, the, the dynamics of the relationship are, I, are. There are many variables that you know. What would you would you go just blow up that that marriage, or you know, do you want to try to work on it with the person that you're with? But if you're angry, yeah, yeah. Let's say, say yeah, you're over it. Oh, this is your betrayal. Then I'm on the phone in two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. think that's sometimes that's where these relationships right. can form. Yeah, because then they they're hey, talking. Hey. Yeah. I like your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's meet for coffee. Because you've reached out to them, yeah. you've you've made them aware that this is going on. Now you guys have something in common, and right. maybe you take it from there. I don't know. So this is the whole Shania Twain thing. So no Shania Twain was married to Mutt Lang. She had a friend mm. named Marianne, and Marianne was married to Frederick. Okay, Frederick found out that Mutt Lang and Marianne were having an affair. And so he called Shania. Well, he approached the couple. So I guess he must have called her out, Marianne, his okay. wife. Yep. And then he approached them and said, you guys have to tell Shania. Oh. So he went to the couple oh. first and said, you owe it to her. He told his cheating wife yes. and Mutt Lang. That's a very noble thing to do. You guys both have yes. to go, yeah. you, or, or I'm going to. Yeah. Yes. And then who knows what semantics happened along the way, wow. but Shania got sick. She was consoled by Frederick, and then they were friends. She kept denying him and denying him, but they were friends, and then she fell in love with him. Wow. It so always happens. Dude, the one who takes care of you. I wonder if he was happy because this was his chance to take a crack at your night. Well, yeah, right? He probably Let's saw go, this girls. happening. I have to give her a call. <laughs> By the way, what are you wearing? Wow. What the hell is the name of that song? I feel like Man, a woman. I like Man, I feel like a woman. Man, I feel like a woman. Let's go, girls. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, philanderers? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do know a couple who, so the two couples, um, they broke up, so there was no real cheating involved, um, but the spouses did end up just kind of getting together because why not? They didn't stay together. They did not stay a couple, but they basically were like, hey, let's bang so, because couple. that's what that's what the other two were doing. <laughs> okay. So they kind of just, you know, did it as like a little, you know, yeah. on the side. Kind of like an F.U. You yeah. know. Yes. Casey, that's exactly what it was. You know, it, it's, it, it, there are, we all have demons, and I think when you break up in past relationships and you know the the person you're with is someone that you can communicate with or whatever if it was acrimonious you all sometimes want to compare notes and go that's what they were doing that's, that's what they were doing yep, that's exactly i, what they I were think doing. it's just a, a natural human 
yeah. inquisitiveness to say, is it just me or did you notice this? Well, and I, Did they keep bodies in the basement too? <laughs> well, and it probably makes them feel a little better to have somebody right. to talk to about it and bitch right. about it and, you know. And so that person is in effect making you feel better when you talk to them yeah. and then you can open up to them. And now you're like, hey. Hey, wait a minute. I kind of like you. Right, I kind of like Shania Twain. <laughs> Some of these is hard to figure out. Here's a text says, a married couple I know, their parents got married after they died. Okay, like mom of the women and the dad of the husband, their significant others had passed and they ended up getting together. <sighs> kind of weird. So, so they were banging the dead bodies? No, they weren't banging the dead that's, bodies. That's necrophilia. No, was it on Friday? Friday? Yeah. <laughs> if it's on Friday, it's okay, yeah. right? Today is incest Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. we're not going to go there. Check your day planner. Uh, here's another one that says, my bestie's sister wound up marrying the ex-husband of the woman her husband was cheating there with. There you go. Yeah, that's There it. you go. Yeah, that's, that's the it. dynamic. And the cheaters are still together, too. Uh, so yeah. that's that's from April. So, Listen, so sometimes it works out. I, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that, in this dynamic here, so take the Amy Robach, uh, TJ Holmes, uh, Andrew Shue, and the, the other. <laughs> what if, when they see this starting to happen, they start yeah. to go... Hey, but yeah. Hang hey. on. Hey. Have you guys ever heard this this phrase before? I never have somebody text in and it says a shoulder to cry on turns into a hot dog to ride on. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that, but I like that. I think that's from Shakespeare, is it not? Okay. Yeah. Um, crap, I forget what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Case. Oh, I wonder if I'm, I'm not. A, I'm sure this has happened that like when you go from hurt feelings, right, to like gratitude, right. You know what I mean? Like, well, hang on a second. If this, if these two scumbags never did this, then we would never. Exactly. Right. So that's another dynamic. I yeah. Mean, it, it, there's like a 4,000 different things that can come from this case. I wonder if people can come to terms with that case. And, and you would hope so. That yeah. over time you would go, you know what? Can. This yeah. ended up being better for us. Or you just still hate the fact that that yeah. person betrayed you, did something terrible to you, even though your life is better for it. You know what I Listen, mean? Listen, once you've keyed their cars and <laughs> once you've thrown Pringles cans full of crap on their lawn, yeah. Yeah. then, you're then you go. feel better. Yeah. Then I think we're even. Okay. Uh, let me go to Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Britt? So, I have a great story. My father's parents, um, his dad worked at a company and had a really great friend who was married, and um, his wife became ill. My grandmom started taking care of the woman, ended up passing, and uh, then my grandmother and the other gentleman became friendly, a little more too friendly, I assume. Um, grandparents got divorced, grandmom got married to new grandpa, and happily ever after. Um, then, I guess after some uh, feelings settled down, my grandfather came to all of our family functions. So that's what I remember as a child is my grandfather at the house of his ex-wife. Okay. Who wow. he six children with. Good old Catholic family. And um, it would be one happy family for all the holidays. So did your dad, to complete this, the, the way it, it, we're dealing with here, did your... <laughs> Did he ever exhume the body? Well, right? Yeah. On a Friday. On a, on a Friday. And have sex with it. <laughs> with it. Gross. You okay. don't have to answer that, okay. Brad. Just curious. <laughs> just, curious. <laughs> just to match it to the dynamic of the uh, conversation. But even after that, you guys could still, everybody could get together and it was okay. 
yeah, it was fine. My whole childhood, oh. all I remember is all of the grandparents all together, all of their children, because my father was one of six. Yeah. Um, my step-grandfather was, had three children, and everybody got together. Of course, once they passed, there was some uh, feelings amongst, amongst the children of who should get what. and that yeah. All yeah. Yeah. yeah, but whenever the grandkids would leave the room, it was, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you more than anything in the world. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, I'm sure, Brittany, that things weren't as copacetic as perhaps. Perhaps you thought they were. You know, as a child, you don't necessarily need to be brought in on uh, we, all we of had, family We had drama. an ex that always came to, um, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is all fine. But she was at every single holiday and she was my uncle's ex. And well, she okay. never remarried. And, and uh, you know, that her kids were always, you know, who were my cousins were at our holidays. So she was always invited to come. And so your she uncle, did. this, well, so what I'm saying here is like the situation there is a little bit different when she ended up with this other guy's this other woman's husband do you know what i mean like whatever yes that yeah. it was the same situation it was a and, che- and there was a che- so wasn't she- cheating okay. but but it was um she w- this woman had no relation to us right and right. she was always invited back and- to the holidays in all these dynamics, eventually you just let it go. Hopefully, you, you can get to a place where you let it go. What, what's it going to benefit? Yeah. You know, I mean, they dug the body up. They did what they did to it. <laughs> <laughs> just, let, just let it go. Yeah, oh let god. it go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, I got, this is a message that I got from somebody. Um, so, there were two couples. Uh, one couple married, has kids. Other couple married, doesn't have kids. They swap. And now, uh, you know, they were they were all friends. But everybody's friends with them on social media. And so... So the two couples that swapped their family pictures are with the same three kids. Oh yeah! Well, that's yeah. wow. They've just got like these prop kids that yeah. they move from family to family. family to family. What is this part of the app? These kids? <laughs> you can copy and paste yeah. the kids in your photo. Wow! Instant family. Like it's uh, it gets funky, man. Uh, that 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 can be very very confusing. So, uh, but this is apparently happening. So, and how far this goes. I don't know. So Amy Robach and TJ Holmes from GMA3, they split from their their uh, significant others, and now those significant others are seeing each other. Andrew Shue and Marilee Feibig. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that... Hey, uh, excuse me, Holmes. We'll see how that uh, plays out. Is this a text, uh, Marissa, you want me to read? Yeah, it's a cute one. Uh, I was homesick in bed, and my boyfriend at the time went out... And ended up banging some loose woman at a bar. I found out, dumped his ass, and then sought out the loose woman's boyfriend via Instagram. He was upset but appreciative. We ended up following each other on Instagram and still to this day follow one another and keep in touch. uh, Like each other's posts. And this went down eight years ago. Uh, He's married to someone else and has kids now doing well. We didn't. We didn't end up dating, but I like to believe we both ended up better off without those cheating idiots. Yeah. Well, you got a friend out of it. So. Certainly. I yeah. missed that part of the text message. It was broken up. I thought yeah. they ended up together. No, oh, they did right. not end up together. So, All right. Uh, well, anyhow, thank you for sharing. We do appreciate that. I want to go ahead and take a break. We're going to do a little stop on Fox Good Day in a moment or two. And we have the bizarre file. But a reminder, we have a secret text word. Tom Segura is headed to Atlantic City on February 2nd. And we have tickets to to give away for that show, text the word SECRET to 39333, and we will see if you win by the end of the program. So we'll come back in just a sec. Hang out for a little bit. We'll be right back. 
what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we got a couple of minutes before we go on a Fox Good Day, but I wanted to read this email. Uh, this is from Kenny James, and he writes, Hey, Presbo, uh, today I start my clear liquids diet for my procedure tomorrow when I'll be getting my first colonoscopy yeah. and endoscopy. Uh, and he said, while I'm incredibly nervous about the procedure, as well as what they may find, I wanted to thank you and the crew and Dr. Mike as well. I wouldn't be doing this if not for you all. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been well, and they are looking for the worst. Uh, but obviously, I'm feeling a little scared. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you guys for inspiring me to take charge of my health care. Nice. You guys are the best friends I've never met, and I love you all so much. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. That's from Kenny James. So uh, uh, hang in there, man. I mean, yeah, hopefully it'll just be routine. And, and the procedure itself is pretty routine. It you, is you pretty even, routine. You yeah. won't even know what happened, and, and that's a good thing. And, and hopefully it'll all be clear, and you'll be good to go. But listen, and, and we... As Dr. Mike would say, you know, or I don't know if he would say this, but I've heard the the phrase, in the end, all you have is your health. Yep. So you really do need to take care of yourself. I, I have family members that have neglected and not gone to the doctor. I'm like, what do you, why not? Go you if you especially if you have insurance and that's covered, you you should use that and you should keep an eye on what's going on with your body. You need to know these. Yeah, things. absolutely. And then do you know? if you can do the other things as well. You know, eat yeah. well and exercise. Oh, and most definitely maintenance, all that stuff. You know, in addition to going to the doctor. But don't be afraid to go to the doctor because they are there to help. It's what they do. Yes. Oh, oh Marissa's saying one, one minute. minute. Okay, <laughs> double Marissa, duty today. I forgot. Yeah, Marissa's <laughs> on the mic uh, for Nick, who's out today, and uh, he went to see Doctor Mike because he he's, he's not doing well, but he's on the mend. But uh, um, yeah, so Marissa's in here, and, and when we're getting ready for Fox Good Day, she gives me these hand signals right. as far as the time goes on. But uh, 
we also use hand signals to say, I have something to say. And I saw her finger go up. I'm like, right. what, what do you want? Yeah. I'm in the middle of talking about calling uh, I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> really? I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? Uh, so we'll be uh, going on Fox Good Day in less than a minute. A reminder, though, that Marissa will be uh, helming the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff tomorrow night. Ah. J.D. McGillicuddy's in Maniunk from 7 to 9. And uh, $10 Bud Light pitchers, $20 Bud Light buckets, and tickets to give away for the Christmas Day game. I'm back to your old stomping ground. I was going to yeah. say that. I thought you'd make fun of me, Kat. Uh, they're playing the Giants. That's courtesy of Bud Light. You have to be present twin, 21 and older to get in on that. And uh, there's going to be free MMR and Bud Light Kelly Green shirts with us tomorrow night. J.D. McGillicuddy's. The music means we're going on. Here we go. Oh, President Steve, I don't know if you saw this survey or not, but this is something. Us men, we're just full of gall. They, they, they did a survey of thousands of men, and half of us said that we think we could land a passenger plane if there was an emergency. <laughs> Even though we have no flight training, we think we could land the plane. Preston, come on. Pretty sure I can do it. <laughs> okay. I kid you not, Mike, I have thought about this what? many times. If I were... Oh. If I were called to task, I think I can. Now, I don't just know how to operate all this machinery. I no. would need someone no. to talk me through it. That's the delineation. But I think I could do it. <laughs> well, if you're being talked through it, can anyone then? Uh, well, they would say, and they're just holding the thing and everybody. pressing buttons if someone's talking you through it. All you need to know is your steering and which button do you push to flap the wings. <laughs> That's it. I suppose I could have you flip a switch to put it in autopilot. Autopilot. You still need to. You still need to land it. Yeah, autopilot doesn't land. They don't have auto land on those things. They just had. Uh, Was it a a guy or? Yes, recently. Talk through a landing, Mm -hmm. uh, and if you have, you know, if you if it also depends. Are you dealing with a commercial jetliner, or are you dealing with a like a uh, Piper Cub or a Cessna or something? There's the big difference. Guy in Florida. It was just a little a twin engine, Cessna, right? I think this survey is talking about a seven thirty seven. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about you know an Airbus. I'll bring it in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, I mean, no way. Yep. you've driven a tractor, so you yeah. know. I have some experience. <laughs> no, I uh, I've had I've had the opportunity to be in a few interesting aircraft and take the uh, take the the controls. I was in a uh, was went up with the Blue Angels. That was pretty amazing and got to fly that. But uh, and also my. Wife's uncle has a, uh, a Cessna, and I got to fly that and bring that almost to the landing. He took over right at the very end. Oh, but I've always, experience. for some reason, I've always Maverick. thought that I might be able to do it if, if talked through it. I think I could make it really happen. Believe this? Yeah. Do you think you could? Oh my God! Could yes. you could you suss it out without any direction whatsoever? No. And that's reason. Those things are so no. insanely complex. But they are they are they are so automated. And Preston's right. If you you know those those systems are on, I think. Again, if you're talked through it, uh, will you have the confidence? I, my thing has always been: if you've if you've ever locked your keys in your car, you should not be a pilot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and I have, so I probably should. Okay. okay. What uh, about the other fellas then? Well, uh, Nick Case, there. Yeah. Wanted to make sure Case, what do you think? She was in. Oh, today. she didn't yeah. text me. Thanks Hi, for passing. Well, I did say it to you, but you just didn't listen. Uh-huh. Ah. Hi, Casey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, Casey boy, then. There's no chance in hell I could do that. No. 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 Really? No, no. 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 Not if I was talked through it. Not if somebody actually controlled my body. There's no way I could do it. No. It's just wow. there's there are too I'm many bells and whistles. What about perform open heart? 
surgery. If I could through. do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> there you go. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Mike? Uh, what about you? Well, I often uh, have my hand on the joystick, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. And that's where it ends. It's just, it's yeah, just, right. it's the obvious. Yeah. It's a soft landing. Now, thanks, guys. Okay. They're the ones right, getting in trouble right. this week. Hey guys. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. No, I've always, I've always thought that I, I would be able to do it if, if given instruction. Do you want to try it? I yeah. it. No. I would like Bikinis? to try it. Kathy, I would like to try what? it. What, Kathy? If all of us were on a plane. And we needed somebody to land it, and you had to pick the person. Oh, who would you pick? I would jump, open the door, and jump out. Because yeah. <laughs> none of us are gonna, none of us are coming back alive. It's funny. I've actually sat in my car, and as I'm getting ready to go, I look at all the things that I have to do. Okay, and I put the air conditioning on, get yeah. the radio set, blah blah blah. I'm like, uh, you know, checking the rearview mirror, making sure that I'm like. I could fly a jet. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. But the yeah. thing you need to know is, as the pilot, though, you need to know all the mechanical controls and everything that happens in the the electrical systems and the hydraulic systems, and it's extremely complex. What but it, the actual physical flying part of it, the, the using the yoke and and uh, and everything that comes with it, is fairly basic. Uh, you know, right? And in its, but now, you know, getting the proper speed and landing and, and all that stuff is really complex. That's where you're, that's where the pilots oh, are yeah. working. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever used the, uh, what, what was used to be the, the program is all the rage. I, I, I yeah. tinkered around with it. Uh, um, Microsoft. Um, yeah. Um, I forgot the it? name yeah, of it. Yeah. I mean, the freaking flight simulator. The nine eleven. Yeah. They, guys they actually, they trained learned yeah. to fly through that. Um, didn't Kyle work on planes? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I wonder if he was in the Air Force. Okay. He was known as the same mechanic. So like, uh, <laughs> and Kyle, did you, you never flew one, right? No. So he, so I wonder if somebody like that who knows all the aspects that go into it, like if he's working, like could he, could he land the plane? Kyle, could you, Kyle? Thumbs up or down? If you could, had, if you were talked through it, yeah. thumbs down. Oh. Yeah. Do you all think right. any of these guys could land it if they needed to? No, no, he's no. Not. no. He, out, he knows how much machinery are in those things. Yeah. Now I want to try it. Yeah, I want to prove you guys. Let's wrong. do it. We, have a, we have a parking lot. Isn't uh, in Bill's retirement? He's going to fly a little bit more, he's right? Flying yeah. So maybe you could uh, maybe yeah. go with him when he's yeah, a pilot. We know you could have flown with a number of different carriers today. <laughs> we appreciate you picking Bill Western Airlines. Could you imagine? If no we, soup. If one day we get on a flight and that's the, the <laughs> voice we hear from the cockpit. <laughs> Uh, so... Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> I have flown. I've, I've flown. I've, I've operated aircraft yeah. before. Even a helicopter one time. That was pretty odd. That, that's a, a difficult. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. We need to uh, we need to do the B-file. So uh, why don't we right. go ahead? Are we ready? Yeah. Let's go. Bizarre. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. They've got holiday gifts all wrapped, and you give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card and get a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. That's Red Robin. Yum. All right, and... Erie lawyer's admission that he was high on cocaine at a client's court hearing in 2022 is only part of the problem with his ability to practice law, according to the state office and investigated the attorney misconduct. Also alarming, the office said that the lawyer, Nathaniel Strasser, argued at a disciplinary hearing that being under the influence of cocaine makes him a better attorney. Yeah, keeps him sharp. 
The office called Strasser's assertion absurd and has recommended his law <laughs> license be suspended for at least a year and a day. I call it brain powder. Uh, so the process is expected to take months as they're going through this and to find out what the uh, disciplinary measures will be. Strasser, a lawyer since 2007, had been representing himself in the case. He acted on it as his own lawyer before at the hearing. Uh, the panel found that uh, Strasser's use of cocaine violated the rules of professional conduct for lawyers in Pennsylvania. Before I present my final argument, I'm going to do a rail of coke. Uh, he was working as a part-time assistant public defender for Erie County and was representing a woman who was charged with driving under the influence. And a Pennsylvania state trooper noticed Strasser's dilated pupils and his very hyperactive, fidgety behavior and reported the suspected cocaine use. Wow. Strasser admitted at the disciplinary hearing that he had used cocaine ahead of the preliminary hearing. Our loyalists will fight for you because we're all using cocaine. Strasser Strasser unsuccessfully argued that the hearing panel had no evidence that his use of cocaine on the day of the preliminary (laughs) hearing hurt his ability to represent his client. It's not like it's illegal. He likened cocaine to caffeine on steroids. And he told the disciplinary panel that in small doses, cocaine can make the user more alert and attentive and have a positive effect on someone's cognitive ability. Your Honor, you're not seeing the bigger picture here. Yeah. And uh, he said, I am not proud of having cocaine in my system. It's not good, but it does not rise to the level of a violation. So that is... Uh, How his, about whippets? That is his <laughs> argument. Yeah. A York, Pennsylvania man is facing charges after he shot a woman that he had hired to urinate on him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Police received a call from a woman who reported someone had shot at her vehicle while she was in the Days Inn and Suites parking lot. I'm dissatisfied with your service. The woman, Brittany uh, Abosidi, uh, told police that she had been at the Days Inn uh, to meet a man who had paid her $300 to urinate on him in the hotel bathroom. Uh, she told police that afterwards she was on her cell phone in her car when the man she met approached her car, banged on the window, and began to yell at her. Abosade said that she noticed the man holding a handgun and began to drive away when he shot her car. She told police she watched the man run back to the hotel room 130. Police say they knocked on the door, but no one answered. Official documents show that police made contact with the management uh, who told police that the room was rented out to David Butts. David Butts. Of Harrisburg. You would think he would have wanted her to poop on him. Right, right, right with that name. Uh, but police were able to contact Butts who said he was in Harrisburg. Butts confirmed that he had met with the woman. He told police that he'd noticed his wallet was missing after she left oh. the room. And he went outside to confront her. He saw her pull something dark from under her seat. He told police that he was afraid she had a weapon and he panicked, but he didn't recall shooting his gun. Police did note a bullet hole on the passenger side of the back door, a frame of Bozade's car, and a bullet casing in the parking lot. But told police that he found his wallet in the parking lot after she drove away. There's an unseemly side to the world of people who are paid to pee on you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they have found, eventually found the gun and all of that, and uh, he is uh, facing a bunch of charges in the incident. All right, Kathy, these next two stories are for you. Okay, great. A baby owl was found nestled (laughs) inside of a Lexington, Kentucky family's Christmas tree. Oh, Ah. my God. Which was fully decorated inside their home at the time. Uh, Michelle White said, I was shocked. I was so stunned. The baby owl was discovered blending in with the branches and going undetected for four days. She said, I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop. Watch TV. The kitchen's right there. No indication. (laughs) So the guy who uh, was cleaning her carpet, uh, Bobby Hayes is his name, and uh, he spotted 
spotted the owl while cleaning the home's carpets while the family was away. He said it was literally sitting on a lower limb. Uh, Hayes said after plugging in a piece of equipment, he noticed a tree swaying and the owl on the prowl. He said it crawled up the tree a little further. It took me several minutes to even find it. He was able to grab it and send a picture to White. She thought he was kidding, Aww. but he wasn't. And yeah. she said, if I was there, I would have left the house. <laughs> the owl could have stayed without me. I was not coming home. Who's Charlie? Uh, without injuring the baby bird, Hayes released the owl into the family's backyard. You know, my cousin is petrified of owls. Like, oh, really? This would be her worst nightmare. I think they're adorable. Well, that one was for your cousin. This one's for you. Okay, thank you. A Texas woman had an early holiday surprise when she found a possum hiding in the branches of her Christmas tree. There you go. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. It's a possum Christmas. A video posted to TikTok shows the possum hiding inside the adorned tree inside the woman's home. She said, I, it. "I would honestly, I would grab, I would have to grab my cats, uh, my kid, yeah. like, and just your passport, my passport, and just leave the country. And I would just be, like, you know what? Let's put this house up." <laughs> she said in a follow-up video that she does not know how the animal got inside her home, as no doors had been left oh. open. She said she heard noises after arriving home from work, but initially thought they were coming from one of her three dogs or cat. She eventually got up to investigate the sounds and saw a quote long rat tail awful, awful. sticking out from her tree. Die. You love that. Yeah, that's your favorite part of the possum. <gasps> so the woman donned rubber gloves <gasps> and attempted to pull the animal from out of the tree, but it was clinging tightly oh to the my branch. God, I would die. She, she was able to pull it free, but it broke from her grasp and then it ran under the couch. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh God. No, Eventually, no. the the, uh, the owl pointed to where it was. <laughs> the animal fled from the furniture it's item. It's under the couch. It's under the couch. It fled from furniture item to furniture item until the woman was able to, quote, tackle him like an NFL football player. Wow. The what kind of person is this? The woman said the possum, which she was able to carry outside, was not mean or aggressive during the encounter, just skittish. Merry Christmas. And she said, as an animal lover, I probably would have kept it if it didn't smell so horrid. So, it's adorable, Kathy. I thought that, you would love that one. That is a horrible story. <laughs> that, that is nightmarish. That is the last one in the bizarre file for you. I got more goodies. We'll get to them in part two later on. We're going to take a break. When we get back, our friend uh, Brad Boucher. Yeah. Talk to him about uh, the Flyers alumni game coming up. We have a few other guests joining us, too. Stay put. The MMRP is coming to your neighborhood. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks J.D. McGillicuddy's 111 Cotton Street in Maniunk with the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $20 Bud Light buckets and $10 pitchers. Flyers had a couple of good uh, games lately. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy to see that. And uh, there's a cool event that's coming up in January, and it is the Flyers alumni game. Uh, it'll be at the Wells Fargo Center. Seven o'clock game, uh, and we—it's been a little while since we've talked to Boosh, and we're excited to have him on. Of course, he does uh, Flyers in-game uh, analysis for NBC Sports Philadelphia, but he's going to be playing in the game as well. Let's get him on, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Boucher Yay! on the show this morning. Yo, Boosh! Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Let me play this first. Hang on. <laughs> I didn't know we had that. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, great to be with you once again. I, I, I'm playing in that game. Is that what you said? That's, that's what I read. Is that true? Uh, no, I am playing. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I almost have, like, uh, you know, nightmares to thinking about putting the gear back on, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see some old friends and... Uh, 
Flyers are exciting again this year. They're playing well, and uh, so I think there's a lot of a lot of positive energy around uh, the Flyers right now. So it's fun. All right, what's the worst part of putting all that gear on? Oh my God, uh, <laughs> so many things. I mean, one getting getting torched in goal, giving up you know goals feels feels terrible. Uh, your body doesn't move the way it used to. No, I just I mean actually putting the equipment on. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bending over to tie your skates. Bending over to tie your skates. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, do you still need help with anything? My son just started playing, and so, uh, you know, there's, like, and he kind of, like, hides it from his friends. Like, hey, can you can you help me with this? Like, is there still stuff that you need help with? Uh, no, but as a kid, you milk that for as long as you can. <laughs> Get your parents to help you out or, you know, anything to save you from having to. It's a lot of work. I mean, people yeah. don't realize. You know, he plays as a forward or a defenseman. Uh, there's not as much gear to put on as the goalie stuff. But now the goalie pads, it's so far advanced. Now, instead of the buckles and straps, they've got um, Velcro. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, so I got to try and hopefully I can get uh, a set of that new gear from maybe some of the Flyers equipment guys and see if I can use Carter Hart's. Uh, <laughs> or so, like that. Yeah. Brian, how long into your professional career did your mother lace up your skates for you? <laughs> My mom never did. <laughs> never. You know, she made it clear she would never do it. My dad did it uh, when I was probably my first or second year playing goal when I was like six years old. That's about it. That okay. was, that's like one of the things because he likes them really tight. So, I, I mean, I go in no jacket, at least at the start, because I know I'm going to be sweating, helping him tie these skates and putting everything on. That's that's funny, Bush, that your uh, your mom was like, that's you and your father's thing. <laughs> yeah, right? you do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's classic. So getting together with the, with the gang, it's always nice to see, I would imagine. Now, the, the list of, of players that I've seen, obviously, it's great. There's some really cool people. John LeClaire is going to be there. And um, also, uh, I think... Um, Eric Lindros, Mark Recchi, and and all these guys. You now, I know that that Lindros continues to play in some men's leagues, and maybe some of the other guys knock it around a bit. Do you do any of that at all? To be honest with you, I don't. Um, I mean, uh, the last couple of years, I I, I I moved back briefly back home to Rhode Island the last couple of years. So I played. Uh, I would play weekly in a in a like a men's league skate but not even it wasn't even a league it was more like just a chance to get together and drink beers after yeah and, but i play i play out i wouldn't i wouldn't play goal so oh. i haven't played goal in a long time last year i did do it uh, a, uh last year at the hall of fame game in toronto i got roped in the plane and it didn't go so well so i gotta be honest with you, i have major anxiety right now thinking about this <laughs> game and my my goal is to uh at some point here in this month to get on the ice with the, the Flyers goalie coach, uh, Kim Dillabaugh, and see if he can run me through some drills so that I don't embarrass myself uh, in late January. <laughs> well, the, thing, the thing we've noticed over the years is that the, 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 it seems that the athletes who remain most invested in actual playing and, and seem to enjoy playing the game you know, past their professional careers are the hockey players, but you're saying that that really hasn't been you. Well, for me, I, I you know, I've been busy with, uh, cause, you know, I'm on the TV side. Right. So, you know, I've been working like the last, I just moved over to TNT nationally from ESPN. So with the travel, you know, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's just difficult to be able to commit to something um, on certain nights. So if I could play, I would. If I couldn't, you know, I just didn't. I, I mean, I love, I, I would love to, I mean, getting together, you know, with, with a group of people and playing and having laughs and telling stories. It's great, but just unfortunately with my schedule, it's been too busy. If I'd have been a better player during my career, maybe I could have retired with all this money and played men's leagues everywhere. You know, 
you yeah. but I have to work now. So, <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, you know, but it's but yeah, I look forward to being with the you know uh, with, with the group of guys that we have coming in. I mean, like you mentioned, Lindros is going to be here, Leclerc, uh, Brent Fedek, who I never played with. He was before my time. They're going to uh, with Mark Recchi going to re, uh, reunite the Crazy Eights line. Patrick Sharp's going to play. He's in unbelievable shape. We can't wait to have him. Mike Richards is coming back. Uh, cool. Kimo Seaman Scott Hartnell. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have a pretty good group of guys, uh, and we, we're going to have a, a flyer from every decade, which I think is pretty cool. That is Joe cool. Watson. Joe Watson will be playing. I can't <laughs> believe this man is still playing, but he will be playing. Uh, hopefully, his ice time is limited uh, because he, he's in front of me protecting me. So uh, unless he's in really good shape, he can do a job. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Got I can't it. wait to see a lot Listen, of the old friends. Just don't shake Joe's hand. He'll he will he will break the so, bones in your hand. He has the like a, a vice grip of a fist he does he yeah. doesn't he doesn't let go i think it's a game with him i think he tries to shake it as long as possible and yeah. he gives up first hey uh brian you know you mentioned uh you know you work in in broadcasting and, and you've really made a name for yourself as an analyst and and have have grown into that position and, and actually just went right to it doing a great job when you were active when you were playing did you have a feeling that things could open up for you in that direction you know, I, I I thought about it in the back of my mind. I didn't know where it would go. Like, you know, part of me thought, man, I'd like to maybe coach, goalie coach, uh, scout, get management. All those things go through your head as while you're playing, but you don't know where it's going to take you. I, mean, I had a, a lot of people tell me that I should probably give the media side a shot. Um, I always kind of, you know, you kind of scoff at that because you're like, man, I, I don't want to be one of those guys, you know. But, uh, you know, I think there's, I look at it this way, not that I'm trying to disparage uh, certain people in the media, but like, you know, the, the, the writers, I think, have a different, uh, you know, a different slant than maybe ex-players who are analysts now. So I think once you get into it, you realize that, you know, you got your writers, then you got your, you, you know, your ex-players. And it was a nice, um, it was a nice uh, role to get into. And I realized I could be around the game, but not be, um, not take the losses so hard. You know, like when I played, it, you, you take losses home with you and, and, it, and it wears on you. And I realized I could do games, be around games, and not really, when you're doing national, I don't care who wins. Like, I, I, I hope for a good game, and you hope to analyze it well and, and, and have a clean broadcast that way. But I certainly go home and sleep a lot better at night knowing that uh, I didn't cost, you know, uh, three million people in a city. Uh, <laughs> that right, right. right. It, at least it's safer walking to your car. If, if you right. Right. Uh, we, we mentioned the Flyers, obviously, early, early up, but, you know, the, and the record, and, and, and they're looking very good. And there are a, a few um, things that have been altered and changed, obviously, Keith Jones and and uh, Danny Briere and 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 this involvement um, and it, it it's very encouraging and you almost want to um, you know keep your eyes down and say okay nice but what what would you say is um, you know is there one in thing in particular that leaps out to you as being critical to what we're seeing here happening on ice this very encouraging move. Well, I, I, I think the one thing that stands out is that uh, this team competes um, extremely hard, and it, it's a group that likes one another. And I think over the last couple of years, they lost their way a little bit. And maybe when you don't win games and you don't play hard and you don't play for one another, um, it can show on the ice. Uh, and it can, you know, maybe the relationships amongst the guys, it's, it's not a tight-knit group. And, and I wasn't a part of 
it the last couple of years. So I wasn't around it as I am this year. This is a group that these guys care for one another. Early on in the season, guys sticking up for one another uh, when there was a dirty hit. Uh, Nick Sealer in particular, a guy that, that did it a couple of times, sets the tone for how the culture is going to be around this team. And I think that culture has been set up uh, from John Tortorella. Um, he was the right coach for this group. And I think the moves that they made in the front office, uh, you know, starting up top. I mean, if you go to uh, the chairman, CEO, Dan Hilferty, this guy is um, he's a he's a great man, a wonderful man who's who kind of sets the tone. And then it goes on down to Keith Jones, to Danny Briere. And they want to build this team the right way. Um, and, and they've made no um, they're not lying to the fans when they say that there's going to be hurt coming and that this is not the final product. They're trying to lay a foundation right now. Right. Building for the future, and but right now this group of players is competing hard because some of these guys are playing for contracts. They're not. Some of these guys aren't concerned about what's going to happen in three, four years because they're not going to be here. They're playing for themselves and playing hard, and and it's laying down a foundation that I think is important. And down the road, they're gonna they're gonna get talented players. They're gonna get draft picks. They're gonna build it the right way. And the hope is that this team is going to be playing for uh, championships here in, in uh, two, three years, which I think everybody in Philadelphia is excited about because. When you think about the city of Philadelphia, the Flyers are definitely in that conversation when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, a passionate fan base. And, um, you know, they want to get it right back to where it was, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, I think both uh, Danny and Jonesy, we had them on the, on the show recently. They uh, kind of echo your sentiment that these guys are they're, they're enjoying each other's company, not just putting up, you know, uh, sticking up for each other on the ice, but they're having a good time together. They're kind of buds. And that seems to be a thread that's going through all of Philly sports right yeah. now. All the teams are really seem to be hanging together and, 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 you know, uh, really bonding. And, and so that's, uh, that makes us happy too, because, yeah. you know, there's not none of this, there's not none of the drama going on in the locker rooms right now. And that just makes it fun for everybody, you know? I agree. I mean, you you know, guys have to enjoy. You don't have not everybody has to like each other, but you have to respect one another and you have to play hard for one another. And uh, you know, the Eagles are a team like when you watch them play, they're a scrappy bunch that finds ways to get it done. I know it didn't happen last weekend, uh, but they're fun to watch. So there's excitement there. The Phillies did an unbelievable job this year uh, in in captivating a, a city and, and the fan base. I got to be honest, I, I don't you know because it's hockey season. I don't I don't watch a ton of Sixers, but you know this Flyers group. They're, they want to be in that same conversation yes. with the Eagles and Phillies again. Yeah. And, and I think there's a fan base that wants that. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited to be back around uh, this team. And, um, you know, and I'm excited about, uh, you know, in January, too, when, when we get to see some of our old friends. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I know maybe for some fans it's hard to uh, re- relate to the new group, crew. Maybe they relate more with, with the older uh, players of the past. Yeah. They're going to have a chance to see some of these guys play, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's so cool. It's going to be yeah. on January 26th. All right. On, on a side note, completely unrelated, Boosh, I wanted to ask you about something uh, that somebody here told me, and I, I think it's attributed to you, our, our <laughs> assistant program director, Chuck D'Amico. I think he was talking to you, and, and you. And tell me if you've heard this phrase before or not, because I love it, and I do use it from time to time, but you had referred to someone as a ten bell douchebag, and does that sound familiar? I don't. I, I don't think I've ever used that. No. Well, it's I yours thought, now. I thought it was you. That dude's a ten bell, bell douchebag. Douche we love that. Yeah. I wonder if because you guys all went to the same swim club. I wonder yeah. maybe maybe it might have been. Um, Travis Stock Hills. Ma- yeah, but it, maybe it was chemo. Team in a minute. 
Uh, probably was chemo. Yeah, he was there too. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't call anybody douchebags. Come on. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> no, Never. no, no. Never. It's a polite sport. <laughs> But a ten bell douchebag. There's something yeah, special. You, you've exceeded. I like that though. That's a good one. That that that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> work that into your next broadcast. Yeah, if you can, if you can work ten bell douchebag into your next broadcast, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a. How long I have a job for? It, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, listen. Uh, the game is coming up. Like I said, uh, January 26, Wells Fargo Center, and uh, tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. But it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, Boosh. So we'll send. We'll send people your way, and uh, and hopefully, you know, you'll have a great night in the net. Hopefully, uh, don't <laughs> hold your breath. Robert Ash is with me, so hopefully, if I do bad, he can bail me out. All right, awesome. start stretching now. Yeah, man, get that butterfly ready. All right, Brian, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Good talk to you, bud. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you, Brian yeah. Boucher. Yeah. He's a great guy. I thought for sure Ten Bell Douchebag was his. Uh, that's that's the rumor. That's the story. Yeah, yeah Chuck was was talking to one of the flyers. They were, they were at the same swim club together, so Chuck would see some of those guys there. And he told me they were. I don't know. I don't remember who they were talking about. Somebody else in the NHL. And he said he he called him a ten bell douchebag. And I will use that <laughs> never on the air. Yeah, but I'll use it every now and then in personal it, use. It just sounds great at so, home. Yeah, you know, with the kids. <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a little time to play with, right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Skin's not. Until nine ten. Um, okay, so um, I saw this. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, Wikipedia has released the most searched for entries for the year. This is our year end results. That's why we're talking to Mister Skim. Yes, we're absolutely. Get the nude, nude scenes of the year. Uh, but I thought there were some pretty interesting things in Wikipedia. I think I probably hit Wikipedia. Maybe every day, just not yeah. for for an in depth thing, but like, well, where, where, what was the origin of this, or yeah. when did this happen, right, or, right, or who is that person? You tend to and, blank out. Yeah. Where were they born? And and so I, I I think I'd probably go on there at least once a day just to check on the validity of something or to get a little bit more information. Now, some people argue the validity of of Wikipedia, but um, so I have the most searched for items on Wikipedia for the year. Uh, the most popular article was about uh, chat GPT. Yeah. Ah, so, so yes, AI and all of that uh, took in the most. Uh, by the way, this is the English Wikipedia. So the English language That's Wikipedia. That's the one I use. Yes, I know. And that yeah, wild, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, the top countries that accessed English Wikipedia overall to date in the year are uh, the United States has the most with 33.2 billion. Wow. wow. Uh, that's how many searches. It better be somewhat. Billion. <laughs> Somewhat accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that many people are using it. Well, here's here, let me tell you just a little quick thing about Wikipedia. Uh, when it comes to medical, they, they had a study of the. If you're looking up like where did Joyce DeWitt go to school, you're probably going to get the, the accurate information. Where it tends to become less accurate is in the sciences. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, but what happens is because there are co- companies, for example, will hire people to change information. For example, if they're involved in a lawsuit or if there's if there's a particular product and you can alter it you can hold sway and they'll 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 hold control over that but
But in general, I find it to be pretty accurate. When I'm looking up general, almost like trivial pursuit kind of information. Uh, the United Kingdom had nine billion. India eight point four eight billion. Canada three point nine five billion, and Australia two point five six billion. So that's uh, the countries, the top countries that accessed uh, English Wikipedia. So yeah, AI, Open AI's Chat GPT uh, took off, and and uh, everybody wanted to know about that. Uh, the second most read article was the annual list of deaths. Uh, deaths. Uh, what, why are we? <laughs> I hate to say this, uh, but I I always am fascinated by sure. the in memoriam sections of things and the yeah. end of year death list because. Yeah, you just forget. Yeah. It sees high traffic year after yeah. year. It was uh, uh, the number fourth spot in 2022 and the number one spot in 2021 as hey, well. Uh, I think we need to regularize. Is it, how, how, what's that term, Steve? Uh, uh, regulate. Re- regulate. Not regulate. Uh, normalize. Normalize. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We need to normalize uh, telling people how somebody died because everybody wants to know. <laughs> Don't just say, hey, Joe Smith died. Be like, dude. Joe Smith died from a heart attack. You know, well, don't, Joe, you, yeah, I know. I think, I think you should leave now. They have a bid press to where they're doing the In Memoriams. It's a comedy uh, show uh, Jim Robinson uh, does. Uh, and um, they're doing an award show and they do an In Memoriam section. And they're saying who died. Uh, T-boned at an intersection. Oh, shit. Road slit. <laughs> and so they're adding all the ways that they died. Oh, no. And I just thought, but as case, as you're watching, you're going like, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I kind of want to know. The, the yeah. first question. When you find out somebody died, it's just a natural reaction to go, how? Yeah. What yeah. happened? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a someone you've never met in your life uh, or, or your closest uh, partner you, you want. Young or old, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, and young, I mean, well, at least, you know, in a certain age range, I immediately think wasn't an overdose. Because, yep. you know, if yeah. they're young and they're passing away, it's like, well, what is the reason? And that obviously is never listed yeah. in the obituary. Yeah. Uh, individual. Shot ent- by jealous lover. Uh, individual entries for notable figures who passed away also garnered significant interest this year, because, uh, including the pages for Matthew Perry and Lisa Marie Presley. Those were a couple of really high-profile ones. There's, a, there's a, a series on YouTube, and it's called Weird History, and it's, it's all basically President's been... Have you ever seen... Yeah. It? Yeah. I love the presentation. It's yeah. just rapid-fire, day by day by day, yeah. and it's almost like a Wikipedia in the presentation, just right rapid-fire facts. By the way, the most recent celebrity death, and I'll have it in music news later on, will expand Denny Lane. Denny Lane, yeah. Of, uh, Wings and um, um, Moody Blues. Moody Blues passed away. I was sad to hear that. Yep. Um, and uh, check Wikipedia. How did he die? Uh, he jealous had, lover. You no, know, he had. A, he had no. It was a, it was a, um, a strange uh, lung infection issue oh. that I'd never heard of before. Yeah, it was, uh, that uh, that was kicked off during COVID, and he just couldn't shake it, and right. it ended up taking him. But uh, I've got it written. You know, I I can tell you right now. Right now, I got music news right over here. He died this of is a teaser. <clears throat> Uh, interstitial lung disease? Interstitial? Interstitial, uh, I-N-T-E-R-S-T-I-T-I-A-L. Nestle's makes the very best. Interstitial lung disease, known as ILDs. Ah, okay. It's an umbrella term used for a large group of diseases. Oh, okay. Did you just know that, or did you look it up? No, I knew that. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Bill doesn't like Ah. it if you don't give your sources. And he's right. 
Uh, all right, so the Highland, so that, that was the second highest, the celebrity deaths. The second, third highest um, visit, visited page was the highly anticipated 2023 Cricket World Cup. Oh, God, I was all over that. Oh. Dude, a lot of people were. So cricket um, is... Um, there, there were there were several uh, crickets, uh, cricket uh, pages that were in the top. I think I could be pretty good at cricket. I, t- I took a little bit of a dive into it. Case I yeah. guess the tournament was on over the, a weekend, a while. I don't know, but I was watching something. It may have been a playback from something that happened eleven years ago. Yeah, but but it's actually kind of interesting, well, and it's actually kind of fun to watch. When we were in. Um Ireland, you know, it was all uh, European sports that were on over there, and it was it was cricket and, and the sports that you just don't normally see. And I didn't know the rules too, so it had zero appeal to me whatsoever. And I've always meant to watch a video on YouTube that explains the rules of cricket, so maybe it might be interesting. I don't know, so as, as I'm, I'm going to check that out. I've done a ton of research on it, and I cannot find the Buddy Holly connection. Press. No, that's uh, <laughs> that was the name of his band. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Cricket is the game that will go on for like days, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I I think it can. I mean, it does seem to have a very long. Maybe it just seems like. (laughs) Uh, But um, you think you'd be good at cricket? I think I could be. Okay. Um, I think I could land a plane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think. Tell you what. uh, This is our next next stunt, right? You successfully (laughs) play a game of cricket, and Preston, you landed a partially disabled seven thirty seven. Yep. I was also I was telling Nick um, because you know hopefully. Hopefully we'll be at the uh, Philly Spring Training again this year. And I really want to I want to throw uh, a baseball with one of the radar detectors that they use. Because every time I've ever used a radar detector, like the boardwalk or whatever, yeah. I just don't think that they're very accurate. You what, think it's what, aiming high? I think it's aiming low. Because what, I, know really? I, can, I know I can throw harder than what... Cause what I, do you average on the boardwalk? Well... I, I, I want to say I've on the boardwalk, I've never gone above 70 miles per hour, and I think that's a bunch of hogwash. I think I was closer to 80 in my, wow. prime, in my I, prime. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I, I think Have it's, you ever I, seen me throw a ball? I think it's way harder than I you think cannon, it is. I got a cannon, bro. I'm, I'm sure you got a, it's got a rocket. badass Man. cannon, bro. I got a rocket. <laughs> I got, we could do that. I mean, yeah. we, He's we, like cyborg. We, we, know, we know people at the Phillies. I'll bet they could, yeah. uh, we could do that soon. But I wonder, like, uh, they could probably tell you if you throw the ball i don't know 70 miles per hour like how far would that travel in yards you know i mean you obviously got to get the right trajectory or whatever exactly the way they would check an actual pitcher is is have you waited this long for fear that they would immediately offer you a contract yeah (laughs) i think so now accuracy he's got a full life already i don't know responsibilities a contract here start this chapter of my life as a as a major league pitcher? How old was the rookie when uh, he was a rookie, Press? Wow. Uh, he was, I think, around getting close to 40, probably. Okay, yeah. Well, that I'm older than that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, so other cricket-related entries in Wikipedia's top 25 articles this year included the Indian Premier League at number four, marking the first time that cricket content has made the list uh, since the foundation started tracking the Wikipedia uh, traffic in Is 2015. cricket the, in- the national sport of India? I, it sure seems like right? it, you know. I don't really know. I'm not sure with the British colonization initially. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure how big football is, uh, soccer. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, uh, because that was, uh, yeah, third and fourth. Uh, number five on the list was Oppenheimer. Right. The movie. Okay. And then number six was the Cricket World Cup. Okay. So, Jeez. Yeah. And then Crickenheimer. 
Uh, <laughs> which was a weird sport involving a, an atomic bomb. Yeah, and then they put included Barbie in there, and they called it Bicket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Bicketheimer. Uh, number seven on the list was J. Robert Oppenheimer. Right. And by the way, the amount of page views is ridiculous. The chat GBT, number one, was 49,490,000. Wow. Do you, yeah. guys- you guys do that? Did you look it up? Um, what, chat GPT? Yeah. No, I, I, I looked up like how to use it or, uh, I, and I waited a while. Yeah. You know? I did a few things on did it you? just, to, just to see what it would give me. I have it on the oh, laptop. Oh, you mean, I, I thought you meant the Wikipedia article. No, oh, he's, oh, she's oh, talking oh, about actually actual, using yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I typed in a couple things and yeah. let it play out and, and I haven't found a, a practical use for it for me. Right Do you know what's good? I actually for, again, and not to go off on a, on a chat. Uh, GTP um, uh, side rail here, but uh, when you're if you're writing a form letter or you're writing something that you can, it'll it'll just help you. It'll help guide you a little bit. But yeah, if you if you were to take something straight out of uh, the the program, it's going to seem really lame. It's it, like it, general. It, general. It's yeah. very general. Yeah, it's a good guide. Do you yeah. guys uh, pull up Wikipedia when you're watching movies about people? Sure, sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. and follow along with the history scene. No, I don't, no, want I don't it follow is. along. <laughs> no, not that. No, no, no. If I want to be surprised in the movie, yeah, no, right, right. No. Well, if it's like a documentary, I wonder what happens like... to Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, the ho- hockey, Steve, is regarded as the national sport of India. Hockey. It doesn't say ice is hockey. It, it's, it just says yeah. hockey. I guess it's, it's field what? hockey. Yeah, What's the, your source? Uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Uh, no, studyiq.com. And then uh, it also says there is no official sport has been designated as India's national sport by the Indian government. Hockey is believed to be the national game of India due to its massive success. Oh. Casey, it, okay, that blows my mind. Gurning is the number one sport in New Zealand. Wow. Oh. So I think it's more like, at least it looks like it, uh, field like hockey, field right? hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Not, um, oh, okay. Did yeah. you pull up Indian hockey? Yeah. Okay. See Wikipedia. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the top searches for 2023 on Wikipedia, uh, Jawan, the movie, uh, was number eight. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, know it? Uh, is it a horror movie? Have no idea. J A W A N. Maris, could you look that up, please? And Man, find out what I'm, that is. I'm, tr- I'm I'm checking my memory bank. I'm trying to get through. Th- it is a thriller, Steve. It is. All right, and it's Indian in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh and then, so, so, so India uses Wikipedia a lot, quite a lot, because number number nine is the 2023 Indian Premier League. Uh, followed by that is a movie called Pathan, which I assume by its spelling P A T H A A N. Oh, yeah, another Indian movie. Indian as well. Eleventh huh. on the list. Is The Last of Us. Yes. The TV series. There we go. Yeah, which both was the video game and the TV series. Incredible. W- would I like that? Uh, I think you would. <laughs> no. No. Not no. Like- I think she might like it. Because, like- because I think because of the paternal. The, the the relationship between the, well, there's a very somebody, loving someone because I was like I saw it and I was like mm, no and she goes no you you will like it trust me just just give it a chance I put it on and I got like five minutes in and I was like this the isn't story funny. is excellent yeah she was like you I think once you get past like all of the stuff that that is you know pushing it, you away she's like you're actually gonna like the core of the story it's a it's a father though they're not directly related a father daughter dynamic that is really wonderful. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'll but try it. It's kind of grody, man. Yes. Right. You know, it? it's kind of yeah. grungy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, everybody's dirty all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. might not like that. <laughs> I hate this dystopian world. It's dirty. Uh, number 12 in the most searched Wikipedia articles of the year, most viewed pages, uh, Taylor Swift. Yes, of course. Was number 12. And by the way, has there been a bigger story 
in entertainment and outside than Taylor Swift. She was just named uh, this morning. They released it. Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Preston. Oh. Yeah. She was just named Pope. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Is the Pope. But I can't make him stay. So, yeah. That's been... Her, she, <laughs> When you think she can't get any bigger, she gets bigger. She does. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Good for her. She's a, she's a fantastic songwriter and performer and, and it seems, appears to be a really good person. I mean, think of what she can mobilize. What if it ever got to her and she, like, turns evil? Yeah. <laughs> evil Taylor Swift. You know, I, forgot the, I forgot the name of the movie. I was telling you guys about it. It was from the 1960s where a rock star becomes a politician. Uh, wild in the Streets. Wild in the Streets. I love it. And the, the, the part of the... Uh, the whole thing is people have to do acid. Right. And, you know. Never trust but, anyone over 30. And then at the end, the kids are looking at the... Yeah, at the teenagers right. going, Never trust we're taking it. over yeah, them. Yeah. So, uh, but but I think of that, I'm like, man, would somebody like Taylor Swift have the power to yeah. sway that audience, that yeah. massive audience? So she's number 12 on the list. Uh, number 13 is Barbie. Of course. Uh, number 14 is Cristiano Ronaldo. It's one of the... Is he is he the wealthiest sports star in the world currently? Or is he... Uh, he's, 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 he was always up there. Yeah. Because number 15 is Lionel Messi. Right. And we just had news about him in sports. I forgot what it was. Uh, uh, um, is yeah. that who you were talking he, about? Yes. Sports, oh, yes. Yeah. What was the story? So he's Reddit now this morning. playing in the U.S. and there was a whole money. He was oh, voted he is... most confused with Lionel Richie. No, no, no. He was something. He... Just because their last names yeah, rhyme? Yeah, just because Richie and Messi. <laughs> and Lionel. Yeah. Athlete of the year. Hold on. Uh, is that, athlete yes, of the year 2023. Time Magazine's Athlete of oh, the Year. Yeah. Yeah. What else did Time do? I mean, the Athlete of the Year, Person of the Year. What else do they have? Yeah, magazine you know of the Year, which was Time Magazine. I didn't. Uh, I didn't pull up that article, so maybe Marissa can find it because there are a few other, you know, superlatives that they released. Well, the slogan of the show is "When news breaks, tune to us two days later, and we'll have it for you." <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, all right, number sixteen on this list. We have the top twenty-five, by the way. Um, Love it. The Premier League, so soccer, yeah. obviously. Uh, number seventeen is Matthew Perry, of course. Yeah, still going on. Actually, Julia Roberts just, um, you know, finally spoke about her relationship yeah. with him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, number eighteen is just United States. Yeah. yeah. So Air. In, in general, United States. Okay. Earth. Uh, number 19 is uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. And by the way, I have a, I have a little clip to play because um, uh, the Starlink, you know, the, uh, yes. the thing. Yeah. There was a video. I saw this on uh, Instagram. It's not going to be as good because Marissa had to edit out the curses. But Steve, it's some Long Islanders <laughs> as they're seeing this in the sky. Oh, them. well, there you go. In wonderment. Those are my peeps. Uh, so I'll play this yeah. for you. It's not as good without the full-on All curses. Right. But this is a group of guys standing outside looking at this and they don't know what they're seeing. But anyway, right. It's me. That's fake. No, it ain't. That's a drone. A drone can't go that high, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't underestimate. What is that? Plane. That ain't no f-ing plane. You <laughs> no f-ing plane, Santa Claus. Ain't no plane, Santa Claus. It's what is that? Yeah. Yo, it's moving. It's going back and forth. It's going up. Yep. It's going up. You, it's going up. You can't get no light out of that on no. Planes, planes go up, don't they? Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it still has the conventions. Do you space. see all the sections? No, Look at it. 
If you want to know, if you want to know what it sounds like at my house, when my my dad and uncles having a conversation, that's it. I'm telling you, it's aliens. No regular planes fly like that. Jerk off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No planes fly like that. Jerk off. He said back and forth. Like I don't know what. Yeah. How how, how do you spell that? Back and forth. What? You don't. What? Okay. You don't don't. know. Okay. Hang on. Listen. Do you want to hear that again? Back and forth. Yeah, it might be here. Was it early on? Don't don't underestimate. Don't don't underestimate. That's what it says. (laughs) Hang on. Back that up a little bit Uh, more. Me. That's fake. Don't eat. That's a drone. A drone can't go that high, bro. Listen, you got to be inquisitive. Ask yourself the questions that matter. Don't underestimate. What is that? Plane. That ain't no plane, you I love plane, Santa Claus. It's a plane. Yo, it's moving. It's going back and forth. Fort. Fort. You've seen it, right? When they pass over. Yes, it was awesome. I saw probably about... 20 of them or, yeah. or whatever, and they were just one after the other. And I, at the time, that was me. I didn't know what was going on. Yep. The hell? It's going up. You, it's going up. <laughs> you can't get no light out of that on no <laughs> plane. <laughs> the planes go up, don't they? Not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Yo. Do you see all the sections? <laughs> 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 oh, look. Oh, my God. I well, sorry, Kate. That's I love right. this so much. It, like that, my dad uses the a hole. He loves it. Like that's him. He's if you're not agreeing with him, that's what you're getting. That's called. your a hole. That's, yes. that's me growing up. That's, uh, that's exactly yeah. But I love them just getting so heated over like absolutely yes. nothing. Yes. Like yeah. it, it almost sounds like he's ready to like fight the dude. Like yeah, like that's you. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, like, since what? they're not agreeing with no. each other. Yeah, yeah that's and enough. So when I was in dad, the those are satellites. <laughs> your wife is a whore. <laughs> yeah. When I was in the Grand canyon there were i mean it's the night sky you can see basically every star in the sky but we saw i cannot remember if what we saw was the space station or if what we saw was a satellite but what, whatever we saw there was a guy from australia on our trip with us steve he was losing his effing mind because he was swearing yeah. that it was the, it was the international space station right, somebody right. was saying it was it was a satellite this dude was ready to like to fight the, over yeah. this stupid argument i know yeah. i know said so that but i get it don't you disrespect me. <laughs> Look, Santa Claus. Yeah. It's the Wicked Witch of the West, bro. Oh, yeah. Grow up. Uh, breaking <laughs> breaking news. Oh. In case if you don't mind, breaking news. We just got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, no, this is sad. Oh, sad. Uh, Norman, Norman Lear died. Oh, oh my God. 101 years old, though, and sharp all the way to the end. All the way to the end. They just, you know, he had been doing those Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they did the recreations of those classic All in the Family, Jefferson's, the Jefferson's. episodes, and yeah. on and on. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, super sharp. They just did a, a tribute to him, um, you know, where they had everyone come out uh, all across entertainment. Wow. The yeah. Massive, massive force. And uh, it goes all the way back to Sid Caesar. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and all the way. I mean, his history in TV is he's one of the absolute legends. I've been yeah. feeling very, very nostalgic these days watching a lot of stuff that I watched as like, you know, a kid growing up and like, yeah, he had his You got a in. flat screen? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All in the family, Sanford and Son, yeah. Maud, Good Times, the Jeffersons, one day at a time. If you grew up in the 1970s, <laughs> that was go. all yeah. the television you watched came from Matt. Most of it came from him. He also produced Crazy. secondary shows that you wouldn't. Um, so you always thought, oh, these are all they, they, these are very impactful. And, but he also just straight up fluff. Um, no kidding. Sitcoms. I yeah. believe it. Yeah, I don't have the full list of his. Uh, I think facts. I think facts of life. Um, might have been in his. Oh, no Can kidding. you do a quick check? I'm going to say facts of life because they did one of those recreation ones, right? With that, uh, yeah, oh, Nor- you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't always, um, you know, controversial stuff. And he also he started. He wrote for the Beverly Hillbillies and all those CBS country shows. And um, yeah, a, a funny, sharp writer. But obviously, his uh, I'll pull up his IMDb. Yeah, uh, which will give the full list of all his. You're not going to use Wikipedia and no. just talking about it. A <laughs> hole. What? Uh, man, there's a lot here. Uh, let's see. This is as his producing. There's. Um, I'm going to go back a ways here, Steve, because these right here. What he producted. The list. Is, <laughs> the list is long. Yeah, he goes back to like you know Danny K stuff, right? You know Danny uh, freaking K. Andy Williams specials, which I remember the, watching. The singer as a kid. Right, um, so Danny K. Tad dancing guy. Yep. Okay. Well, Danny K. Comedy. Yeah. yeah. White Christmas. The from, song uh, and dance. You know, guy. Um, very versatile. The Little Rascals. Oh, that was the TV movie. Uh, so yeah, Maud. All in the Family. Good Times. Um, Square Pegs. Yep. There you go. Square Pegs is a very innovative show. Yep. Um, That's where we first saw Sarah Jessica Parker. Man, Gloria. That was a spinoff. Yep. That was one of those spinoff shows. Oh, I forgot wherever. Uh, one Day at a Time, uh, The Jefferson Silver Spoons. Yep. Uh, the Princess Bride, he was an executive producer on because obviously that was directed by Rob, uh, Reiner. Rob Reiner. And they were, you know, in, all in the family together. The Facts of Life, Steve 227. Um, fried Green Tomatoes. Um, let's different see. strokes? Did you say different strokes? I didn't. I don't think I did. I think he was part of that as well because Facts of Life was a spinoff of different strokes. Uh, let's see, one day at a time. Uh, yeah, just just tons and tons of stuff. But 101 years old, that is, that's as full of life as you can get, man. The fact that you can spend 60 to 70 years wearing a bucket hat. Yeah, and that he did. Yeah. He had like that pork pie hat. Yeah. Um, so, wow. All right, well, sorry to pass that along. But anyhow, Casey, tell me we got to wrap up because we have some guests. Santa's uh, got to go. No, Santa's got to go. Yeah, Santa's got to go. So we will uh, we'll take a break. I need you to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. And we'll come back in a moment because uh, Mr. Skin yeah. is going to be on with a year-end uh, list for you. And we're also going to talk to our buddy Pat House. who has got a special on YouTube that's out about. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I remember when when I was a little kid, just the, the words naked ladies yes. used to kind of make me laugh and get me excited at the same time. Well, that's that's why you watch PBS. That's true. Yeah. Because you occasionally see naked ladies. Yeah. That's why I was like, you, you might see uh, Benny Hill. Benny uh-huh. Hill, Monty Python, Monty Python. Uh, they would all do, on PBS, by the way. They would do artistic productions. I remember one with Valerie Perrine, where she was topless. It was called a movie, uh, a, a stage play called Steam Bath. Mm. And I'm like, this. I guess this is art. Yeah. But there's a naked lady. Naked ladies. <laughs> Our next guest knows. All there is to know about naked ladies and naked men, too. He's raised it to an art form, and also, uh, he's uh, very scientific about it. He's the Stephen Hawking of nudity. That he is, ladies and gentlemen, with his top ten nude scenes from 2023, Mr. Skin! Yeah, that, um, that Valerie Prime steam bath nude scene, of course, happened at the six-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. You remember steam bath? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bill Bixby got an eyeful of Valerie Prime. <laughs> That's right. I was yeah. I was reminiscing about a, uh, a nude scene from a movie from my youth. It was a movie, Mr. Skin, called The Betsy. I don't know if you remember oh, that or not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> it was about the uh, auto industry yeah, with yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. And um, it's funny, there was um, an actress who would go on the... Her name was Kathleen Beller. Yes. And she goes for a skinny dip. And uh, she married... This will blow your mind. I I know who she married. Oh, okay. You know the guy? Thomas Dolby. Yes. He blinded me with science. Yes. How did that guy get Kathleen Beller? (laughs) Well, she blinded Uh, me with her bush in that particular because she was full on (laughs) unshaven. At the 13-minute mark of the... All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, right, Mr. Skin. She also appeared in another comedy movie with George C. Scott was not topless, but do you remember with the, that movie? Well, if she wasn't topless, of course, I'm not going to remember that. So. It was okay. It was, she, was, she was in The Godfather 2. She's in Godfather no, 2. She was, yeah. Okay. No. With George C. Scott. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a movie called Movie Movie. Uh, and, oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she was um, in The Godfather 2. She was up on stage. Yeah. Um, in the in that play, yes, that, yeah, 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 and, yeah. The, and, and the black hand is holding a knife on her backstage. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, that is a great trivia question because she was uh, one of my favorites from the eighties. <laughs> Clearly, well, we share that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, how you been, Mister Skin? Oh, really good. Yeah, I was uh, just reminiscing. This is my twenty uh, fifth anniversary wow. of uh, my top ten list. The first one I did was nineteen ninety nine. I had just in August of ninety nine, I launched MrSkin dot com. Didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I just put up this little top ten list, thinking, God, I hope someone comes to the website and looks at it. And uh, my number one nude scene. Number one nude scene that year was Shannon Elizabeth uh, in American Pie. Wow. Yeah. 
I yeah. know it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, that was I'll, a good year. I'll, I'll tell you this, and uh, you know, you, you made the documentary about the history of of, uh, of nudity and in, in, in yeah. the movie industry, going back to the Hayes Commission and all that stuff. And yeah. th- th- listen, this is besides the obvious fun of uh, the sort of lyric aspect, but there is a uh, there is a historical significance to this. So, and then the what you what you report on and what makes the list has changed over the years because of the influx, as we said before, of the streaming and and all of these other ways to consume. Um, this stuff. I, I, if I can start right off, uh, there's one that totally eluded me on your list. Uh, By the way, if I don't mind jumping in, this is the most star-studded list I think I've ever unbelievable. seen. Unbelievable, as far as as uh, uh, A-list celebrities go. Yeah, no, thank you. And I, um, I always try to make the top ten nude scene list celebrities because it's like, yes, there was an amazing full frontal scene in a Brazilian soap opera, but I mean that doesn't apply to the American audiences. So this is really the celebrity top ten list. Either you'll know these actresses because they're famous or they're from a famous movie or television show. Uh, so uh, number ten, uh, Jenna Ortega on the interview show Hot Ones where they sit there oh, and they, they will yeah. ingest these incredibly hot wings and yeah. it'll get progressively worse and worse. Where was there a nude scene in that? Well, um, <laughs> so on March 2nd, Jenna Ortega, best known as Wednesday Adams from the Netflix show Wednesday, goes on this Hot Wings and it's the it's Sean Evans host. It's become really popular. Celebrities go on there and see if they can eat progressively hotter um, uh, wings, and if they make it to the end, they can promote some. That's the basis of the show. So she goes on. Now, she's 21 years old, never done a nude scene, and here she is, um, no bra, wearing a shirt that's completely open, and it's like... we saw that. And we're like, that's a nude scene. It's like I, it wasn't intentional, but it was. It was so obvious, and I don't know what she. I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know how they missed it, but uh, it's Jenna Ortega's nude debut, unintentional, in Hot Ones on YouTube. Well, she's she's in the the horror movie uh, X, which is a great horror yeah. movie, uh, and, but she's not she's not fully Thanks. nude in that, correct? Correct. Okay. There is nudity, but not from her. All this right. also goes with kind of the fashion now. A lot of stars are stepping out onto the red carpet with see-through outfits on, right. which is similar to the shirt. Yeah, yeah, clearly. All right. So so take us through the list. Okay. Well, let, yeah, I'll hop through some uh, really fun ones. Um, the number nine on my list was also something I did not... You know, expect is uh, it's Jennifer Aniston in the morning show, and the morning show is a very popular Apple TV show, but it's not a show you're going to see nudity, and especially you're not going to think Jennifer Aniston's going to do a nude scene because, quite frankly, she hasn't done one in 17 years since the movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn. So, um, and that was super brief too. But in this scene, John Hamm, who's playing like an Elon Musk character, is laying completely nude on the bed. This was in the sixth episode of this third season. And on top of him, luckiest man in the world, a fully nude Jennifer Aniston is laying on him. They have a sex scene, and this was the shot, you know, in the morning. And um, I didn't expect this. It's it's not a graphic nude scene, but it's definitely the sex. So, scene. so in the breakup, you mentioned the breakup with Vince Vaughn. So there was there was some. I remember on the time that they had suggested that was a body double. Was it in, was it indeed her? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because of the way it's shot. You could definitely uh, think it's a body double, but I'll tell you one thing that happened. Um, she, um, there's a 
there's a um, uh, in a European magazine in 2006, uh, someone got a hold of a uh, another angle of that where you could see Jennifer Aniston topless, and uh, it was truly her. It's just they didn't show her face okay. at the exact moment of the nudity, but it was her. And you're right. No, that's it's great. The question. I'm all about questions. <laughs> It's really important <laughs> that well, what, you, uh, you know uh, who it is. So. Wasn't that scene her butt or was it? It's her butt it walking her butt, away. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I said, it wasn't like a full frontal nude scene or anything, but it was. Uh, it's her it nude. Was, it was definitely her. Well, and then in the morning show, I, I think it was the same episode. They kind of there's there's also a butt uh, butt shot, like it's similar to yeah, yeah. the no, breakup. Should, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so other words, uh, I'll jump around, but I did want to get to number eight because it's uh, Florence Pugh and Oppenheimer, and this movie is the – so Oppenheimer is the second – I didn't even know this – second highest gross rate gro- – Second highest grossing R-rated movie of all time already, uh, second only to Joker, and um, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, and he doesn't put nudity in his films N- no. either. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't go to a Christopher Nolan movie thinking like, oh, there's gonna be like an '80s teen sex comedy. It's just not <laughs> like that. But here's the cool thing about this nude scene: so they released it in 4K, and normally 4K isn't even there. There's usually even better uh, resolution uh, out there, but they released it in 4K, but the significance is he shot this for IMAX, which is insane resolution. So I got to say, in the history of MrSkin.com for a nude scene, I don't think I've, think I've ever had a nude scene in better resolution. Than <laughs> well, also, Oppenheimer. it's crazy. I've not seen the movie. Casey has. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it in, in yeah. as optimum condition as I can see it in. Uh, but but the, people who've seen it said they were surprised at how much nudity there was yeah, in it. it, it was yeah, there was some, yeah, it was great. And you're surprised how crystal clear the nudity was. It's, <laughs> yeah. If you saw it in IMAX, you'd be like, oh, my God, I've, uh, you know, it's it's crazy how big uh, the, the screen is. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, how big great. the uh, screen is. Uh, you know what surprised me, Mr. Skin, about this list? There, uh, And again, I think this is the case. Uh, there's been a great... Um, uh, rebirth in the in the horror realm. A lot of great horror movies coming out, but a lot of horror movies have made your list um, for uh, nudity. Horror, thriller, sci-fi, uh, all well represented in this top ten. Oh yeah, for sure. I have a uh, number seven, Mia Goth in the Infinity Pool, and she's like our uh, today's like. A 2000 scream queen, you know, she was, uh, uh, she's like our Brinky Stevens or Linnea Quigley's, you know, those right. uh, actresses from, uh, she goes full frontal in Infinity Pool. That's a great example of one. And, uh, yes, you're right. It just so happens. Well, we know horror movies and nudity, they go together. So right. it's, it's, it's very common. But I did want to talk about number six for you guys because, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. By looking at the name, it's not going to mean anything. But when I explain it, I think you'll be extra excited. So number six on our list is Brenda Strong in Unprisoned, which is a Hulu show starring Kerry Washington. And in the very first episode, 62-year-old Brenda Strong um, walks in full frontal nude and you say, Mr. Skin, why would you have a 62-year-old on your list? Well, first of all, she looks great. Let's start with that. But secondly, do you guys remember in the last three seasons of Seinfeld, there was a character called Sue Ellen Mischke, who yeah. was the braless wonder. 
And uh, she would always walk around without a bra, and uh, that was a big joke on the show. Well, this, is Sue, this is Sue Ellen Mischke. Well, she's not not only that, Mr. Skin, she was the narrating voice of Desperate Housewives. Of course, she, right. Right, and right. she's also, for Spaceballs fans... Yes, she, oh, my yeah, God. She's good. one of the um, the nurses. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so she was, I was like, this is an I was blown away that she did this at, at 62, but she does look great, but also the fact that she's Sue Ellen Mis- Mischke and Spaceballs and everything else in Desperate Housewives, so anyway. Yeah. um Yeah, so also, uh, number five on my list, uh, I have a rule that anytime Heather Graham <laughs> does a nude scene in Good Lighting, it makes my top ten list because she's so hot, and yep. uh, she did a, a horror movie uh, called Suitable Flesh, yes. which is uh, produced and co-starred uh, Scream Queen Barbara Crampton, and uh, uh, she Heather Graham is 52 years old, but uh, oh, those Golden Grams have never been better. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the lines all set up. All oh, those Golden Grams. Yeah, unbelievable. So that that's on the list, and then um, uh, I'll jump to number three, because uh, this is one that I was I really love this nude scene. It's Alison Brie in a movie called Somebody I Used to Know, and it's uh, directed by her husband, Dave Franco, and very very shocking to get this much nudity in a movie. Your own husband directs, but he's the younger brother of James Franco. Yeah, we had them. We had them both in the studio promoting this movie, oh, and good. they okay. they could okay. not have been cooler. And yeah. uh, and and Dave Franco made sure to mention what basically an exhibitionist uh, his wife is, <laughs> right. and, and she just loves freaking people out by knocking on a door like at a hotel or, or you know friends or whatever, and being naked standing there. So this oh, is her my thing. God. And this is Annie from Community that we, yeah, right. she'll never do a nude scene after, you know, six years on NBC or whatever it was. But, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, including the wonderful uh, streaking completely nude on the golf course in that movie. So she did a, she did a great uh, service in that. She looked amazing. She told um, us that that story was real and that she had to go naked just to, to legitimize it. Yeah, Good yeah. Good for her. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, so moving down the best celebrity nude scenes of the year, my second one was from a television show that everyone was so disappointed in, but not for the nudity. It's uh, Lily Rose Depp in The Idol, who is uh, Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis, the French model's right. daughter. And um, so that weekend, the musician, he meets Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria, and they, they're going to create this show. So everyone's really excited about it. it sounds like it's going to be a big show on HBO, and it only lasts like half a season. But um, uh, people just <laughs> didn't warn to the show, but Lily Rose Depp did 13 nude scenes, and it was only half a season. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Uh, it, it was so wildly mockable. SNL, um, you know, did a uh, did a parody on it quickly uh, because uh, you know, obviously, she's she's got good genetics. The acting chops don't quite appear to be there, uh, but the, the show is like you know roundly um, dismissed. But yeah, it, it did make a brief impact because of all the nudity. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, I have to say, you're the number one on on, uh, on your list here, uh, I love this movie. This movie is very funny. My wife and I watched it, uh, yep. J- Jennifer Lawrence, and, and we were both amazed that an actress of Jennifer Lawrence's 
um, status, really hunkered down and did a fully nude extended scene for comedic purposes where she gets into a brawl on the beach and the movie is No Hard Feelings. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you guys that um, not only is this the number one nude scene of 2023, but I believe this is a top five nude scene in the history of movies and television. Wow. Why? Because she's an A-list actress, first yeah. of all. Yeah. She gets out of the water. Uh, they're stealing her clothes. She's skinny dipping with Andrew Barth Feldman. She gets out of the water and stands there completely nude, but doesn't just stand there. <laughs> no. Gets in a, gets in a full-on fight. There's like <laughs> crotch kicking and this and that. And it's yeah. like she gets flipped. She's doing headlocks. People are doing headlocks to her. It is the craziest scene, and it goes on for quite some time. And for an A-list actress to do this is just, I mean, it just doesn't happen. And and um, it, it, it it's funny. We even did this scene in slow motion. And say, Please watch it in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, right. Appreciate it even more because it's like how it's, it's just uh, really <laughs> incredible what she did. And I, my wife didn't watch. Uh, didn't ask to watch it in slow motion, but but. Um, <laughs> I was impressed with the fact that she did that. And the movie's legitimately funny. It, to me, it harkened back to sort of what you might find in, in uh, you know, the mid, uh, the mid 90s yeah. or, uh, you know, the, those kind of a little bit more adventurous on the, uh, on the wedding crashers side or, you know, wrong but right had a little bit of heart to it. And, and she produced it. It was her baby, this movie. She, right. she yeah. Yeah. She, she knew what she was getting into and she had fun with it. It was a funny scene. And, uh, like I said, I, uh, we update our top 100 nude scenes every few years and this, is going to, without question, um, be in my top five of all time. I mean, wow. we're talking up there with Phoebe Cates and Fast Times and Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. Like, it's that level of nudity. So if you haven't seen it, and by the way, this movie completely blew up on Netflix once the water cooler talk, even though people don't go to offices anymore, but <laughs> online talk about this scene. Now everyone wanted to see it, and it's it's really incredible. All right, I know what I got to watch. Okay, I know you said you were going to jump around a little bit, but we only skipped one. Mr. Scannon, that was number oh. four, so you may as well hit that, oh, right? Oh, yeah, no yeah. problem. Um, the, uh, <laughs> he loves his work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I could talk nudity all day. <laughs> is, I'm going to say that she's the most, the, the best actress that no one really knows, and her name's Saoirse Ronan in, in a movie called Foe, and um, she's been nominated for an Academy Award yeah. four times. She's never won. Oh, wow. She, she's brilliant. You, she's she's in one of my all-time favorite movies, Brooklyn, yes. uh, and she is she is genuinely a great actress. She really is, but she's not like if you're at a party and you say, you know that uh, Swarcy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, no one knows how to pronounce her name, and uh, I just find that people don't really know her. And um, anyway, she's been nominated for Atonement, Little Woman, Lady Bird, and you mentioned Brooklyn, um, and she has a great topless scene which came in at number four on my list from a movie called Foe. And again, these are she's an a-list great actress doing a nude scene that um, you definitely should see. And she added to the star power of this list, which was pretty interesting. And the movie's supposed to be kind of interesting. It's sort of like a, a, a sci-fi. Uh, a sci-fi movie, yeah. yeah all, about two horror movies and a sci-fi movie in the top ten. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a great one. It's an impressive list uh, this year, uh, Mr. Skin. So uh, everybody can check these out for free, by the way, and uh, Mr. Yeah, Skin. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, right dot com. page. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. And then we'll, we'll talk to you after the first year because your Anatomy Awards come out Yeah, then, right? right around Oscar time. And, and that's when I could really curate those crazy Brazilian weird nude scenes and yeah. all the wild <laughs> and stuff that happens all over the world. One of our favorite categories of all time, the best swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which are when you can see boobs from the back if you're looking at the back. Had nothing to do with couples. No. Uh, and uh, unless you think Mr. Skin is not uh, equal opportunity, there is your companion site, Mr. Uh, Mr. Man. Man, correct? Mr. Man, yeah, that's, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, doing very well. Uh, it's uh, um, Memberships have risen uh, <laughs> the last five years. So, yes. so everyone can find what you're looking for with yep. Mr. Skin. Yep. Yes. Alright, well thank you for doing the work for us, Mr. Skin. We appreciate that as yeah, always. No, thanks so much. I always, I always have a riot with you guys. Thanks uh, so much. Alright, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, man. Have a great holiday. Mr. Skin! Yay! He knows, he's forgotten more about nudity than we will ever know in cinema. He's that good. But did he talk about incest like we no, do? No, not like we do. It's funny because we always get these conflicting... There are some people that just think he's the skeeviest guy in the world. Yeah. He's not. He's, he's not. Actually not. the he really nicest is. guy. Again, I, I would encourage you to watch that documentary. I found it very insightful. I mean, there was actually a whole bunch of nudity they were getting away with in the early days of the movies. Like, Joan Crawford did nudity and, yeah. and the early Tarzan movies had it, and then they had this thing, the Hayes Commission, which came in and rung the curtain down. Uh, uh, what is it called, by the way? Do you know the name of the doc? God, I forget the but name it's about, of it. it's about the history of, yes. of nudity yeah. in, in cinema. <laughs> right. And Mr. Skin was the guy who He's did it, right? the main guy. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Alright, uh, oh, I know what it's called. It's called Live from the Day Job. Uh, that's, that's it. it. That's okay. it. And, oh, no, uh, yeah. that's actually the special <laughs> of our next guest, who is in our studio. He's a good friend. You can find the special, Live from the Day Job on his YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. Pat House yeah. Thank you. is here. What a segment to follow. <laughs> yeah, I know it's that a tough is, follow. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm Excellent. out of town for shows this weekend, and I know exactly what ten things I will be watching <laughs> in my go. hotel room this weekend. You got time. Well, you, you, you spend time. a lot of time on the road. You 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 have to kill the time. So I was complimenting you. I was watching a, a large portions of the the this and then by the way you're all over tiktok i've seen a whole bunch of videos of you doing the, this i believe it's this exact yeah, expression. It's from, from the special yeah right and from this, the day job and you you have never been more uh, i mean you've always been funny but you've never been more polished the material is is really sharp and i i think uh you want to hit when when it, everything is right on an optimum condition yeah and Dude, I think you did it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really proud of it. Uh, I've been bartending at Pax and Hollow Country Club for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, wow. And been doing stand-up for also 20 years. And about a year or two ago, I had an awesome idea because I do annual shows at Pax. And, and I'm like, I'm going to film a special here. And I sat on it for two years. And then I put all the wheels in motion. I'm from Delco. Paxson's in Delco. I booked a Delco production crew. And we put it all together for camera shoot. And I filmed a special literally at my day job. Shut up. Yeah. I had no idea you did this at Paxson. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I love the way it's lit. I love the way it looks. Thank it, it, you. It really has a, a night clubby comedy yeah. club sort of feel. I mean, I'm no Netflix comic. I don't yeah. know if you guys yeah. know, but uh, we put, we played with the lights. We played with the cameras. We really made this as top-notch as we possibly could, and I'm beyond happy with how it came out. You, you, in fact, one of the, the clips that had me laughing out loud is you, I don't want to give away your material, but you're talking about, you know, you somebody recognizing you and say, oh, you saw one of my shows, and 
They didn't. They knew you was a bartender. <laughs> yes, it was a woman who came up to me and she's like, "Is your name Pat?" And I go, "Yeah, it is." Did you see a show? And she looked confused and she was like, "Show? You bartended my husband's funeral?" <laughs> and I was like, "All right, well, I stand corrected." Yeah. Oh my god. So it's not just a clever name. Yeah. I, uh, like Maria Bamford filmed a special in front of her parents at her home. Right. Which that's ten times crazier than what I did. Yeah, but right. I think the uh, the day job <laughs> angle was pretty cool and pretty marketable towards you know a unique idea and bartenders I, and comics. I love the idea. And Anybody who gets into entertainment and or does anything like that, I I had when I was doing stand up. I, I worked at a Beetle Bookstore to, to get a medical plan. Uh, yeah, so you, it's part of the deal. So this is this is hyper local for you. Very. And I, and I have a question about playing a, a local show like that. Yeah. So obviously your you know your friends and family members may want to come out to support you are, are your friends and family members an easy crowd or a tough crowd they are easy now because okay. it's been quite some time okay. but in the early days i <laughs> hated it yeah i didn't even tell my family for almost a year <laughs> that i was doing stand-up because i was like what if i suck uh, yeah. what if they come see me and they see the worst show possible so i made sure to have like a year of comedy under my belt before i even told most of my friends and what, family what's worse pat having them come up after the show and pretend to <laughs> enjoy it or or or, or uh, uh, be as candid as they think they need to be. Uh, I think the worst is actually when people are like, you were great, but that other guy was phenomenal. <laughs> You're like, well, that's great. Thank you. I, that's awesome. I appreciate that. That has happened in every way, shape, and form. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of which, who was that uh, girl from Tennessee that opened for me with Helium a few weeks ago? Jill Maragos. She was great. She's very funny, yep. yeah. I was lucky enough to see Pat at Helium. Um, he always does a November show. Yep, every year in November. And you put together a great lineup of people. It's local people. Um, it's young fresh comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, who was the first guy? First guy was Tom Mitchell. Yeah, he, he was, was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was amazing. But that other guy. He was adorable. Um, no, but it's really fun to see you, Pat, and and uh, how you've like, you know, I think we all know your Wawa joke mm-hmm. um, and the holding the door. <laughs> it's kind of what, it's like your machine story now, like your bird yeah. crusher machine story, and you work it in, but then you just kind of dance and go right into some other material, so it's really great. Well, what's funny about that is I, I'm on the road 95% of the time, so I don't get to do that bit. So I forget to do it around here, and I need somebody to <laughs> remind me. They're like, are you doing the Wawa thing? I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I, I can. I absolutely can. And then I forget how fun it is to do that because I don't get the chance to do it often. So Damn. when I do that at, at Helium or around Philadelphia, and it crushes, it's like, oh, yeah, this was this is a good one. <laughs> Book some shows in Florida now, man. They're popping yeah. up all oh, over the place. I know, yeah. but, you know, it doesn't travel, man. It doesn't? Like, no, oh, not even ah. out in, like, Harrisburg. Really? And I tried to change it to sheets does not do no. just does not, doesn't hold the same weight. Yeah, by the way, people cheat for animals. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they keep changing the foyer configuration. Yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> um, I also what was I going to ask you? Damn it, I had this. Uh, oh yeah, so w- you've been bartending that long yeah. at, at Pax, and um, and I'm sure you see some of the regular people. Or I'm sure you see a lot of the regular yeah. people. Oh yeah. Um, are you are you grabbing material from those guys? Or are there inspirations? Oh. I would have got it. There's a huge part of my act that's strictly from work. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a single day goes by where I don't write something down in my notebook that happened that day. Do you ever have to go, mm, I can't 
joke about that person because I see them all the time. Yeah, but some of these people will never see me. Okay. Yeah. So there's also right. a big part of that. These people that are like 80, 85, they're not coming to Helium. They don't yeah. even know what YouTube is. Yeah. So this could be in front of their face. They have no idea. Uh, Pat, there was a, and I don't want to say what outing it was, but I was at a golf outing at Paxson um, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And it was an absolute S show as far as people drinking was concerned. Oh, I, have, yeah. I have never been to a golf outing where this much alcohol was consumed by that many people. It, I mean, it had gotten to the point where I was like, I am not going to do the, the dinner afterwards. And and I had to go in and tell you. I go, Pat, I, I can't. I remember this. I'm not, I'm I know not. exactly what you're talking about. And then, yep. uh, <laughs> you proceeded to later on that evening, you had to drive somebody home mm-hmm. that was passed out on a bench outside of the... Yes. Uh, yeah. That was a complete stranger. I did not know know this person they had their golf clubs with him i'm like well he's not going to kill me because his golf clubs are here yeah, right. so like a, a golfer's not going to kill somebody and leave their clubs behind no. that was my logic yeah. you, would you agree with that i would agree absolutely I would agree. Yeah. so i drove this dude to the lawrence park shopping center <laughs> and then he just got out of my car slurring didn't even know what he was saying he's like i'm gonna go sit on this bench now and i'm like knock yourself out and i pulled away uh-huh. and you got his clubs i mean how, how, how obliged are you to we, we gonna hang out all night i mean talk I don't, about career choices yeah yeah no he was like is it, that was a three-minute car ride he already fallen asleep i was like this is oh, but the whole time i was like he's not gonna kill me that was like my mantra just clutching 10 and 2. He's not going to kill me. So one, I feel safe driving the stranger home. One time I was uh, down the shore. I think I was in Sea Isle. Uh, I was a little bit younger, probably 19 years old, and, and I needed it. I hitchhiked. I've never hitchhiked before in my life. And these guys picked me up, and I'm sitting in the back seat of their car, and I was like, I better check under their car seats to make sure there's not a gun. And so I did. Like, that's the, the entire time I was riding with them, I was like checking underneath the, the you know, I, I, I discreetly or not so discreetly. Um, I don't. No, it was pretty discreet. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they uh, they had any idea. I was searching for a gun, but I didn't think, more, I thought better of it after I was already in the backseat of the car. Not I, like. I, I think the thought that the pro- the prospect of there possibly being a gun should for, for should stop you from getting in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't think about that until I was already in. <laughs> here. Too late. You're already in it. Let's see where this goes. Is this a gun guy or not? 50 50. <laughs> I'll go for it. So, so with, the, with the day job and with that whole deal, obviously it's a good job. And the, yeah, I love it. I really do. But I mean, and, and as, yeah, obviously generating material but are we are we slowly edging up to the point where you can kind of rid yourself of that security blanket i mean i feel like it's on the table sometimes but i'm one of those i shouldn't say weirdos i actually love my day job i've been there 20 years i have great co-workers great regulars and i work monday tuesday wednesday so it leaves thursday through sunday to travel and do shows so the comedy i'm very lucky enough to uh say i have two awesome jobs right and i love both and no matter what you'll probably always at least work part-time at Oh, for the dude, rest of so your life. Fun. It's yeah. probably for the rest of my life. Even uh, when I retire and I'm 65, I yeah. will park golf carts. <laughs> I will be at Paxson from 19 until my headstone allows me. I love it, man. <laughs> How you, are you all set for the holidays? You got a bunch of stuff to do? You going to stick around here? Are you going to You got any shows moving around? Got or? a couple shows. Okay. Uh, I'm in Raleigh this weekend. <clears throat> I'm with Dan Soder next weekend. We'll be doing uh, the film more together. Soder's and great. And then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll be with, you guys know Dan Cummins very well. Yeah. yeah. I'll be with him in Hawaii in January. What? Oh, no. dude. Awesome. No. Have you done shows in Hawaii before? No, <gasps> but it's my goal to do stand-up in all 50 states. And Hawaii's a tough nut to crack, but I finally, uh, wow. he's bringing me along for that. Oahu, I assume? Honolulu, Waikiki? the blue Honolulu. note. Honolulu, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I've been to all 50 states because of comedy. Oh, I don't. No I don't know if I... 
though if I was traveling through and stopped on the way to another, I've been in a lot of states to perform, but I was, uh, I can't say I've done comedy in every state, certainly in right. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were those colleges or? College, a lot of colleges. Because I was going to yeah, say, yeah, I want to do stand-up in all 50 states, but there's no comedy club in North or South <laughs> right. Dakota. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Wyoming, I mean. I colleges are going to be, I, I don't even yeah. know, if, uh, uh, do they, they even book shows anymore? I was talking about this yesterday with a comic. I don't know any of my friends that do colleges anymore. It used, I don't know if it's it a used thing to be. or I'm getting older or what, but I feel like 15 years ago, we were dying for college gigs and trying to get in NACA and do this well, and do right? that. They would oh, pay. they pay so well, but I can't think of one friend right now that huh. does college. That used to be my whole thing at a certain point. I know. Most of the, a lot of the club comics would want to get out of it and just do the, the colleges because if they didn't spend their budget for the year, they wouldn't get that budget next year. Mm. Exactly. So they, they had to spend they, that money. And they would take a risk on an up-and-comer just to get, you know, and they'd book all sorts of shows from orientation to to whatever uh, so there was lots of money to be had and then eventually you know it's where you, you get to work in front of four five thousand six thousand people at like a, a big it's amazing i've been trying for years just to do a one-night show at temple where i went and <laughs> these emails have gone nowhere what? Wow. anybody what? from temple is listening Come on. I but, will set a reasonable budget. Yes. <laughs> By the way, uh, Pat, you've got uh, your podcast. We want to mention that. It's called I Guess I'll Do It. Yeah, I Guess I'll Do It with Pat House. It's mostly a comedy podcast where I talk to comedians about their uh, I Guess I'll Do It moment where they decided to do stand-up. And Steve was one of my very first guests. And you were a great host. I really enjoyed the experience. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. It's uh, you, got, you guys are in radio. It takes <laughs> some getting used to to talk to people and navigate a conversation. And I've been doing the podcast three years, and some days I have no idea what i'm doing with it but uh i've had some killer killer guests and it's a lot of fun there you go well check that out and also make sure that you uh, take a look at live from the day job it's on pat's youtube channel i'm sure you can just do a pat house search on on youtube free on youtube you got it it's funny man and yeah i think i think it's a winner congratulations and next gig in the area is at the fillmore Yes, next Saturday with Dan Soder, December Excellent. 16th. Wonderful. We'll get your tickets. Dude, it's good to see you. Thank you for having me. Always great to see you guys. Let's Thank hear you. Thank you. For Pat. Yeah. It's called Live from the Day Job. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment and we'll get to the B files. So hang out. Why don't you? The MMR is coming to your neighborhood. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks J.D. McGillicuddy's 111 Cotton Street in Maniunk with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $20 Bud Light buckets and $10 pitchers. I made a turducken one year. What did you think of it? It was good. I mean, it was kind of novelty, you know? I mean, yeah. it was, uh, the only thing was it didn't really come with any good cooking instructions. Right, they left and you to your own devices? Yeah, and we're like, oh. Okay, well, you know, we just got to make sure it's done or else you're going to, you know, run the risk of some type of botulism or something. And uh, I don't like duck, so it, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't like duck. I, I think it's too oily. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that about it. That's good stuff. But uh, that thing was, uh, yeah, it was, and it's all deboned, you know, so yeah. it was, it was kind of easy to cut into, but it was weird. It was, it was good. Is, uh, okay, is there duck in duck sauce? I don't know. Like any duck juice or anything like that? Any I duck stock or? I think so. No? I was asking for like a definitive answer. Yeah, I have no idea. Check Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Is this part of that? Uh... No. Oh, okay. But it's 
close. Casey had an idea for a segment, and I didn't quite understand it. I thought I explained it pretty well. I didn't. I didn't understand it. Yeah, but uh, and I we don't have to talk about this now. We can talk about what animals would make the best juices. I thought it would fall in line with the duck sauce. That's a good cup of duck Duck sauce. Is apricot based? And it has apricot, rice, vinegar, soy sauce. And duck. Garlic, <laughs> garlic. ginger, chili powder, cayenne, okay. and no duck. So it would be something you would use on duck, but okay. it has no duck in it. Got it. So, so does Swiss Miss hot chocolate actually have little Swiss girls? Yes. Yeah. That is made with the bones of Swiss girls. Yes. That's which makes it all nice and gelatinous. Yeah. Disney. It's awesome. All right. Now that we got all that sorted out, we can do the bizarre file. Here we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you by our uh, J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. If you got junk and want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family-owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. Akron, Ohio police say detectives arrested a 42-year-old man on Wednesday evening who is accused of shooting a victim in the face over potato chips. Another friggin' story like this. The department identified Melvin Wright as a suspect in the shooting. Does not say. Police said that the victim took himself to the hospital after being shot in the face. He told police a man didn't uh, he didn't know confronted him, and then police said the victim reported the the man shot him in the face after he refused to share potato chips with the man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Simply for that, for not yeah. sharing. Now, mind you. I like a potato chip just as much as the next guy. Yeah. I don't think I'd be prompted to shoot someone in the face if I was denied a chip. Give me some potato chips. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> That's pretty much it. According it, to police. It seemed to make sense. Officers yeah. found a handgun on right during the arrest that may have been used during the assault. He is now behind and bars. It said on the grip, it said, for potato chips, Preston. No. <laughs> I uh, didn't shoot somebody, but I did get in a fight in fifth grade. I got detention for... Uh, over, over chips? Over cheese balls. Oh, Someone's trying to take my cheese balls, and I said, no. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Not having it. Casey didn't admit he didn't use a gun, but he knifed the kid. Yeah. So with a know. compass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A Utah man who was gored by a bison last month said that he was naive to try and touch one and now regrets doing so. Yeah, I think so. Uh Halen Carbajal enter- encountered the bison during a Thanksgiving celebration with his girlfriend in a family cabin in Provo. Uh, Carbajal said that he crossed a fence to his neighbor's yard where he spotted the bison, attracting the animal's attention. Oh no, here he comes. Uh, the bison started you wa- go? He started following him. Uh, the bison ended up goring him in the stomach, causing him to be hospitalized for a liver laceration, broken rib, and a bruised lung. Uh, Carbajal said that he he followed me all the way over, and I was yeah, like, that just happened. He said, and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty cool." <laughs> I kind of did want to pet him, so I was just being naive about the whole thing. So I did that. And yeah. yeah, he just rocked me pretty good. <laughs> he rocked you pretty good. A, I want to pet a polar bear, but I never would. A GoFundMe started to cover medical expenses on Carbajal's behalf. Said that he was hospitalized. He was hospitalized for seven days before getting released and going home. What was I was at phrase? help save a moron? Uh, Carbajal said that he was, quote, <laughs> definitely an idiot in this scenario and that he should have thought twice before squeezing through an opening in the fence. He said, I was for sure, it was for sure a reality check or recognizing my naivete and thinking that it would be fine to try and touch one and just realizing that you 
uh, you've got to have a lot more reverence for big, crazy beasts like that. <laughs> yeah, have more reverence for big, crazy beasts. A spokesperson for the Utah Division of Wildlife said there, uh, there's just this common misconception that because they kind of look like cows, people think that they're domestic or friendly. <laughs> yeah. She said they are wild animals. They do act unpredictably sometimes. and well, they hell, that's just like a cow. They can act aggressively if you get too close to them. Florida man Max Alexander Kurjkant was arrested Saturday after attempting to steal a $250 tattoo. What? Not only was it a tattoo, it was a Waffle House tattoo. Uh, Krajikant reportedly received the gray and white ink from the Ink God shop on his leg, and then he tried to walk out without paying. So like a dine and dash for tattoos. Yeah. When police searched him, they found uh, $6 and a driver's license. <laughs> Uh, he had posted $150 I had seven. to get out of jail and has uh, pleaded not guilty as several other tattoos, including a tribute to the insane clown posse. <laughs> okay. So he wanted to add his Waffle House tattoo. And insane clown posse. Well, you know, the, the uh, what are they called? What are they called? The uh, Juggalos. Juggalos, Juggalos yeah. are big waffle fans. Yeah. A kangaroo that was on the loose east of Toronto since last week was found and captured early on Monday and is temporarily being housed at the Oshawa Zoo as it recovers. Sergeant Chris uh, Ballou said that the officers on patrol spotted the missing marsupial around 3 a.m. on a rural property and were uh, able to keep eyes on it for nearly four hours. In the meantime, the pair were able to get in touch with the kangaroo's handlers, and on their advice, they actually just grabbed it by the tail. Can I talk to you for a second? You're you're a kangaroo, right? <laughs> well, the female kangaroo punched one of the officers in the face Whoa, during the slap. apprehension. How can she slap? Uh, and according to Blue, he said it's something that he and his pl- platoon mates will be remembering for the rest of their careers. After she settled down, police were able to transport the kangaroo to the zoo where she underwent a medical exam. Videos of the kangaroo running along roads in Oshawa circulated on social media on Friday morning. Uh, the head keeper for the zoo said that the animal was in a truck en route to the zoo in Quebec when it jumped over its handlers and escaped during what was supposed to be a brief stop for arrest. Do you find kangaroos kind of unnerving? I've seen footage of them. They, they can get aggressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't want to pet them. However, no. a bison, yeah. I'll go for it. Uh, the handlers attempted to search for the kangaroo, who is about four years old and was being transported alongside her adult offspring, but it was dark. Eventually, they managed to track it down and, of course, get it to the zoo. And that's where we're going to wrap up. That's nice. That's story in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we've been telling you to text in for the secret text word. It is time now to give away the prize. Kathy, who are we going to take? Mm, caller four. All right, fourth caller at 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win those Tom Segura tickets. We'll come back with a winner, and we'll get lesson question trash and music news as well. Stay with us. tail is so wagging right now take us along with the mmr app it's apple carplay and android compatible which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen we'll even send you notifications if you want download it and try it now preston and steve their name is their address Uh, on on the web prestonandsteve.com football's back and this eagle season there are huge prizes to be won at acme 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wednesday mornings mean a secret text word, so we were looking for somebody to identify that word. And uh, Kathy called out for number four, so we are going to go to the phones and find caller number four, and I believe it is Bill. Hey, Bill. Morning, buddy. Hey, you guys rock. Good morning. Thank you, Bill. Uh, We uh, need to know what the, the secret text word is, so what is it, bud? Is ball hog. Ball hog is yes. Yeah. 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 Hang on, my man. Tickets to see Tom Segura Friday, February second, Hard Rock Hotel Casino, Atlantic City. Two shows, February second and the third, and those shows uh, tickets for the shows are available at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. Our random texter is Talia Cassie from Havertown. and Talia gets those tickets to see Tom Segura as well, February second. So congratulations, both of you. Uh, we now have something else to give away. We are going to set you up. Hopefully, if you get this right, a fifty dollar Gabe's gift card. The question that we ask today is, which really, really good friend of the President Steve show is going to bring us up to New York, take us out to a fancy dinner, put us up in a super nice hotel and see the opening of his off-Broadway show. Who was that? 215-263-WMMR, which really, really good friend of the President Steve show is going to bring us up to New York, take us out to a fancy dinner, put us up in a super nice hotel to see the opening of his off-Broadway show. Call if you know the answer and we will do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. Cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contests, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, and face painting and more. Let's see what's up, Steve. What do you have for us? Well, singer Rosalia and the star of the bear, Jeremy Allen White, are fueling rumors of a romance. The two were recently seen walking around Central Park and on Vagina. Wow. Oh, my God. As we know, Brenda Lee's classic rock around the Christmas tree, which was released 65 years ago, hit number one on Billboard. Now an ecstatic 80-year-old Lee has released a thank you video in which he screams
dreams for pudding. Uh, oh, my God. And finally, CNN's Chris Wallace is facing backlash for questioning Adam Driver's looks, saying he doesn't look like a classic movie star. Driver responded saying Wallace doesn't look like an actual anus, yet crap keeps coming out of his mouth. Uh. <laughs> and that's how they all righty. You know the answer, right? We're going to find that out. Uh, the question is, which really, really good friend of the President's Steve show is going to bring us up to New York City? Take us to a fancy dinner. Put us up in a super nice hotel to see the opening of his off-Broadway show, and we will go to Matt and see if we can get the answer. Hi, Matt. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, sir. All right, Matt. Who is that super-duper good friend of ours? That would be Mark Summers. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Summers. Hang on, Matt. We're going to set you up a $50 Games gift card, and you can get huge discounts of up to 70% off mall store prices on brands like Hurley, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt, Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher-Price, and big athletic brands too big to say. And if it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Gabe's. Visit gabesstores.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News. Brought to you by Wawa. They got you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or a gift card from your favorite brand. Happy holidays from Wawa. Uh, We'll start with this. We mentioned it earlier this morning. Denny Lane, the British star musician who co-founded the iconic rock bands The Moody Blues and Paul McCartney and Wings, has passed away. He was 79 years old. Uh, And he was a father of five, by the way, too. Mm. Uh, Lane died peacefully Tuesday morning at his home following health setbacks from uh, interstitial. Is that how you say it? Interstitial. Interstitial uh, lung disease. Uh, Also more well known as um, ILD. Uh, His wife, Elizabeth, had uh, shared the news on his Facebook page. He had COVID last year and developed uh, lung issues, which led to multiple surgeries, and he died from ILD. Um, he was uh, he helped the Moody Blues uh, form he helped form the band in 1964 and of course with hits like this Nights in White Satin and he sang lead on a song called Go Now which I believe we have a clip of Casey should be in the Vox Pro over there so he was in and so my understanding is in the earliest years of the Moody Blues and then departed the band correct uh, I don't know at what point he left but yeah he and then he went on to to join Paul McCartney and Wings and Wings right uh, but he was with them for some of the hits. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. So, I think he's the lead singer on it, this song. Yeah, Go Now. Yeah, so. Uh, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a Moody Blues member in 2018. Uh, in 1971, that's when he joined uh, Wings, Wings with, okay. with uh, Linda and Paul. And he helped write the songs uh, Don't Let It Bring You Down and London Town. He and Paul wrote several songs together, including a song that I just love called Mull of Kintyre. Uh, and after his long time with Wings, he continued to make music uh, in a solo career as well. Uh, in an Instagram post, uh, McCartney wrote that he was very saddened by his death, uh, noting that the two had drifted apart over the years. Uh, but he, in recent years, they managed to reestablish their friendship and share memories of their times I together. I want to post this to my timeline. Uh, I can't get it to watch. <laughs> Keeps going to reels. Have you tried... Uh... Don't talk to me! Okay. 
Paul wrote, Denny was a great talent with a fine sense of humor and was always ready to help other people. He would be missed by all his fans and remembered with great fondness by his friends. I sent my condolences and best wishes to his wife, Elizabeth, and family. So it sounds like there, there might have been a little, was there a, a sort of a parting of the ways or was there a little bit of agitation? I mean, he said they drifted apart, so it doesn't sound like it was, you know. Did you rub your nutsack on my base? They had any big issues. <laughs> Lane contributed to, contributed to a pair of early 1980s McCartney solo albums while Wings were still together. Uh, while other musicians came and went, Denny Lane was the sole member to stay alongside the McCartneys for the duration of the career. So he was there from the beginning to the end of Wings. I love that first, uh, that McCartney solo album, that first one. It's just terrific. Yeah. And I liked Wings. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. Wings was a great... Paul, Paul put that, that solo album and then he realized, he's like, I want a, a band. I want a, I want a group of people. I want that, a band! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I assume that Wings has not been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because good question. it mentioned only that um, Denny Lane was in for Moody Blues. Uh, so so he would definitely be in uh, for Wings as well, and I think that they definitely deserve it. Uh, his wife wrote that when he passed, she said, I, I was at his bedside holding his hand as I played his favorite Christmas songs for him. She said that in his last days, he just wanted to be home with her and his uh, pet cat and listen to Aww. Christmas music. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy we if her name was cat. Penny? I'm sorry? I said, wouldn't that be crazy if her name were Penny? Denny, Denny Lane. Penny. Yeah, Denny and Penny Lane. Denny and yeah, Penny Lane. wow. Penny Lane, there is a bomb. The couple just got married in uh, July. Oh, oh wow. wow. And uh, lived in Naples, Florida. So I guess he had, had, he had five kids. I don't know if they had been together for a long time and just decided to marry or... Did she have quintuplets? I don't know what the story was, yeah. Bon Jovi shared a Christmas video for their new original song, Christmas Isn't Christmas. Uh, John had uh, commented and said, Christmas Isn't Christmas is a song that I wrote about family. Uh, The sentiment that Christmas really isn't Christmas without you, Ah. which can bring up a lot of memories for people. And I also liked to turn it around and know that because of you, Christmas is Christmas. Uh, The band is set to celebrate their 40th anniversary next year. In a big way, John said that uh, in a video clip that lots of other big, big surprises are in store. We're revealing very little. R.E.M.'s Michael Stipe is working on a solo album. Uh, He told the New York Times that over the last couple of years, he has struggled with writer's block due to various upsets, distractions, and emergencies. He broke through earlier this year and now has written all the songs for the project. He said, I'm wildly insecure. I have imposter syndrome to the effing max. Isn't that wild? And he admitted that he would see old clips of R.E.M. and wonder how he ever did that. Uh, He said, it's hard to be in competition with your former self. Uh, Outside of his own music, he did mention that he also recorded a duet with Courtney Love for her upcoming record. Uh, And he gave no hint of when it might be released. But I'm interested. Has he shaved that beard yet? I don't know. He's got that big sort of old man in the sea beard? I don't think so. I think he's got that, yeah, almost like that um, David Letterman Letterman type of, of look. Uh, U2 announced their final four dates for U2 uh, UV Octung Baby live at the Sphere. Uh, February 23rd and 24th and March 1st and 2nd will mark 40 nights of concerts at one venue. Uh, the record-setting wow. show at Sphere represented U2's first live outing in four years, while at the same time they topped Billboard's alternative digital song sales chart and Billboard's adult alternative airplay chart with the song Atomic. These last couple of concerts at our wonderful venue here, you know it has the Spahir. <laughs> 
been great. It's like be, uh, so Marissa attended one of the matinee movies. Uh, yeah. Figured she'd blow our show off. <laughs> guess we're not cool enough. You know, she got married at the punk rock museum, so I guess we're not. We're just old fogies. By the way, it's pronounced sphere. What is that? It's pronounced sphere. Security? Ask Paul. He'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Sir Rod Stewart announced that he is releasing a new swing record with the Rhythm and Blues Orchestra along with Jules Holland, formerly of Squeeze. Oh, he's he's definitely suited for this. He did that American Songbook. Yep. And this is, he loves doing this yeah. stuff, too. Uh, swing Fever is a 13-track salute to the timeless songs of the big band years and will be out on February 23rd. It includes classics like Pennies from Heaven, Ain't Misbehaving, and Tennessee Waltz. Uh, for collectors, Amazon will offer a limited edition green vinyl version. Uh, last month, he announced the final shows of his 13-year Vegas residency. Oh, my God. I didn't know he'd been doing that. 13 that years. Caesars Palace, his 200th show there will take place next summer, by the way. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's yeah. Right. In the bizarre file for you. No, that was music news. <laughs> It was bizarre, though, that you included so much music news. Isn't that bizarre? All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Wrapping up the program when we return. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of Month. From Northeast Philadelphia, it's Frankfurt Fittler. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Red Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We had a nice, uh, enjoyable show with plenty of guests on the program. I will thank them. Uh, Mr. Brian Boucher. Yeah. Flyers alumni hockey games coming up on Friday, January 26th. And I found out definitively that he did not come up with the phrase 10-bell douchebag. Uh, it was actually Chuck came up with that on his own. Oh, I thought... I had misunderstood the origin story. Now, he and Brian Boucher did go to the same swim club together. And uh, I must have got my stories mixed up. Oh. Because he, he got... It, it is a hockey-related story. Who did... Uh, he said he got it from... Uh, Gene Hart. From Gene Hart. It was a 10-bell save. Yeah, 10-bell save or something like that. And then he equated it to... Douchebag. Douchebag or a-holes or something like that. Ah. He, 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 he added 10 bell to... Uh, and the legend is born. And there it is. But uh, Boucher didn't know what I was talking about, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> that's where he's comfortable. <laughs> We're playing the game. Uh, and that's coming up on the 26th of January. Mr. Skin! Yay! On the program. <laughs> Top 10 nude scenes from 2023, and it's a good list as well. So check out MrSkin.com. By the way, it's free. Yes. And you can uh, peruse, and he really does have some interesting insights on nudity and cinema. <laughs> and then we had our friend Pat House come by. Yeah. Live from the day job is his YouTube special right now on his channel. So do a little search on Pat House and check out his... And, and by the way, it was filmed at uh, Paxton Hollow Golf Club at, yes. at, at the, the bar there. So he's worked there for like 20 years or something along those lines. But Pat was great to have here. Jackie Bam Bam's here. Hi, Jackie. 
Hi, it's another day of 10-bell gloom and doom with us. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it is. How well, you been, man? I've been wonderful. I learn stuff every day when I listen to your show. So if I ever go cross-country again, Prespo, I know not to bring cheese balls because Casey will stab me to death if I grab his cheese balls. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, right. I took note of that. And then, what was it? The Regulator? The Normalizer? I used to play that. <laughs> the Regulator? Wasn't that a song, Case? The Warren G? Yeah, we used to roller skate to that Regulators! Mount uh, up! Yeah! Yeah. What soundtrack was that from? Oh, you're I know. me, man. Young Guns 2. Is that Young Guns 2? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I, yeah, wow. I think it was. Andre. We're regulators. We're damn good, too. We regulate everything in this county. I the Normalizer. Was, I think yeah. it was from the second one. The Normalizer. I like man. that word. Cool, man. I'm going <laughs> to steal it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Got me first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, visual here in the studio. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day? We shall. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter E as in Eagle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have two flyers, Santa's sacks to give away. One for you and one to give as a gift. And you can make it an unforgettable holiday season and gift the flyer Santa sack. Each gift pack includes a pair of lower-level Flyers tickets, a Flyers player autograph puck, uh, an exclusive gritty tree topper, Ooh. and a bonus pair of Wings lacrosse tickets. So shop now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. We'll give that away on Friday. And what you doing today, ma'am? Well, on Pierre's docket for the Workforce Blocks, uh, you mentioned Michael Stoipe uh, recording a brand new solo album. It's Peter Buck's birthday from R.E.M. We'll do a block of them. Ozzy, Randy Rhodes, who was born today in 1956. We'll talk about Randy. And it's the anniversary of uh, Bush's debut album, 16 Stone. If Pierre left me the key, we'll open up the massive vaults of the MM archives. I think I'll take us back to the Navy Yard. It was uh, a spring break show. So we'll include that. And, of course, Mark Tremonti sings Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh, little Frank. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Jackie. And I want to thank our sponsor, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow, we're working on it. Maybe we'll, uh, I think tomorrow might be a good day for a contest or something. I think so. Some things to give away. I'm so feeling it. We'll dive into a few other uh, topics and have a good time. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Keep it in nooch. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.